1: Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 220, our season 22 finale, and it is Monday, April the 19th, 2021. Thank you guys so much for being with us here as we romp you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Morata. That guy over there is Michael Quinn. How are you doing, Michael? O-dee-dee-dee. We have arrived to the finale. It's we're here. We have made it. This is this is the WrestleMania of this season. That's right. That's a good point. Of yeah, WrestleMania of this last season. week. Yeah, WrestleMania ended uh, last Sunday. So yeah, <laughs> it was nice. But uh, the WrestleMania Festival. The WrestleMania Festival, and this is our festival here as we celebrate. We romp through the world of retro wrestling, and we have some great topics in store for you. We hope. We think. But before we get to any of that, we do want to suggest that you follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. The reason you might want to do that, Quinn, is the daily retro wrestling clips. All the best clips of um, good WrestleManias right. that occurred sometimes. And and now we're out of that. Yeah, you now know, there's other things. There's, that, there's other things. There's probably like... Bonnie Blackstone or something. Oh, she'll be arriving soon on uh, Twitter there. Because I feel like this is about the time of the year where she was there, and I get very excited. Mr. Luger! Mr. Doink!
0: Mr. Luger, let me remind you.
1: Now, I do have to ask you, is there any drama over there? No, no. No just, drama. Well, unless you're counting the Bonnie clips right. where, where the people get very dramatic. drama-y. Yes. Uh, but if you want to follow us for just daily wrestling clips, you can get those at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You can also email the show if you want to at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is VP Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, the best place if people want to talk to you, talk to me, and talk to hundreds upon hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics is where. Over at facebook.com slash Bonnie. Yep. Okay. The great site where Bonnie Blackstone is a featured player. She is in the banner. Yeah. SNL featured yeah. player Bonnie Blackstone. <laughs> Imagine Bonnie Blackstone on SNL. That'd be amazing. Anyway, over there there's a search bar. Yes. And you can type in that search bar. Our vantage point, death. Retro wrestling podcast. Bing, bang, boom. of score. Kifloey, um, All the things. You hit the group button. You're in. You hit the join button. Join, is, yeah. join group. You button. join the group. Yeah. And when you're in, what do you agree? You're agreeing to one rule, and it's just one rule that we have. Uh, don't be a dunderhead. Don't be. Don't a dunderhead. do it. It's not we good. We don't approve of dunderheadism. And yep. all that really means. What we mean by that is, if you're gonna join the group and you want to talk, you want to disagree, you want to debate, you want to ask questions, find things out, have fun doing it. But the Dunderhead rule means no personal attacks. Don't bring we that don't, to our group. We don't like that We don't there. need people feuding. We got people <laughs> to look out for the Dunderhead. We do. We it's do. Real. So if you want to talk about retro wrestling with a bunch of other people, you can join our Facebook group. And if you like OVP, we'll just mention it real quick here. And you want more of what we do, we have two other shows that we do. We have a weekly 1983 canon that... Before we know it, we'll be in 1984. And uh, we also have the pay-per-view reviews. That's every WWF pay-per-view in order. Mm -hmm. Out right now, Survivor Series 92 coming up for May. Quinn's favorite, Rumble 93. I feel like every week or month or whatever it is, you're going to say Quinn's favorite throughout Uh, 1993. (laughs) For the next (laughs) while here. I hate all of it. Can't wait, but you'll love all of it, folks. If you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, the highest tier is five bucks. Check it out. If you're interested, you like OVP. If not, that's fine too. All right, Michael. Yes. We've been doing a segment uh, all season long. This is the last one because it is a finale. Mm -hmm. We have been taking some things in wrestling, such as In Your House It's Time, Mongo McMichael. He was great. Sid. Sid. Mr. Fuji. Last week, your pick was... WCW just it's thought promotion as a whole right? a Fantastic company I don't <laughs> and, know what everyone's issue is And what we've been doing is we've been taking these things Such as WCW or Mr. Fuji And we've been defending them It's a segment called OVPs in defense of <laughs> Alright Michael Okay. You and I agreed that this was going to be the finale topic here Yes It is our defense of Wrestling yeah, wrestling. remember? have heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> professional wrestling. Literally the only good excuse to wear a onesie. You might ask what what are we talking about here? Well, I'm going to tell you something here. Wrestling as a whole, professional wrestling that is yeah, the, the style now Yeah, the style that that, we're- that developed in the <laughs> 20s or whatever <laughs> uh, has been accused of many things over the years. Low class, appealing to the least common denominator, glorifying violence, fake, predetermined, choreographed. All these things are true. But, Quinn, we have a uh, Been doing this show now for what, four and a half years? Yep. We have been wrestling fans for 25 years or more each. Right. Why do we do this? What do we like about wrestling despite all the criticisms, despite the way it's looked down upon?
0: It is now official wrestling is not really wrestling. Wrestling promoters have told their secrets in an attempt to free themselves from the half Nelson of government regulation.
1: What is it about people not really fighting but being tremendous athletes at it? what is it that drives us to analyze this stuff? I think mostly, if I was to say one thing, it's like the charm of it.
0: It's a male soap It makes you crazy. Some people I think, ask wrestling are they a real sport, but it's not sport. It's sports entertainment. It's there to fulfill your needs to give you something extra to look forward to.
1: There's something like very antiquated and like stupid about it. it I don't, personally, for me, the silliness with a little bit of seriousness every now and then it just it's a very unique thing it is unique. you know what i mean like that, that's absolutely it, there, true there's no like there's nothing like this there's no there's no guys in their fake underpants fighting <laughs> fake fights and right and, and and acting like it's real and with a passionate fan base that speculates about oh what God. will happen even though it's not real i don't believe vince will want the first show with fans to end with a bad guy winning He'll want the baby face to get the feel-good victory here, and that is what Bianca Belair is going to do. It shouldn't have anybody caring about who's going to win this fight, right? It shouldn't on its face because it's fake. Yeah, you know what is really unique, and that's yeah. one of the great things to jump off of here is there's sports, right? We've heard of sports. We yes, like sports. sports. Remember sports? Like- it's intriguing who will win in sports because you Correct. really don't know.
0: He'll get to the sports and way that he can.
1: And some people are just diehard fans of the sport itself. You know, there's football fans that will watch every game because they just like watching football. They have a favorite team, but they like watching football. And then you admire a good player. You admire a good team or even a good coach or a manager. In baseball, a lot of the same thing. You like to see a good pitcher maybe pitch a great game. You like to see a pitching duel. You like to see a slugfest go on. You admire it for the sport and the competition behind it. Now, wrestling for like a hundred years now or more Mm -hmm. has not been actual competition in terms of, you know, the wrestlers fighting each other for real. Right? Right. Right. But the presentation, and this is where it's really unique, has always been, and, and a lot more relaxed lately, obviously the last 30 years or so, has always been presented as real. Yes, And that's one of the things that I think got up people's butts in the uh, media, you know, mm-hmm. the, the legitimate media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fake. It's, but did you know that they're not really punching each other?
0: By now, it's no secret that the action in the ring is less than real.
1: I don't know why that PSA is necessary <laughs> anymore. Like, maybe... Like, I could understand in, like, the 30s, maybe right. you needed to say this, right? Because, right. like, people are like, well, it looks, it looks like they're fighting there. And like You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, social media to, like, sound the alarms right, that it right. was fake, right? That is one of my favorite things, and that's one thing to defend wrestling. It's the old argument. You know it's fake, right? Yes.
0: I'll ask you the standard question, you know? Standard question. I think this is fake.
1: You think it's fake? <laughs> Can I say this? I feel like that has subsided in the last couple of years. Like, I Think so, but the new, there's still the new people thing to look is, you it. know, it's bad. But you know, it's not what it used to be. Like that's the that's the new mantra from the mainstream media. You know, <laughs> yeah, but that's wrestling fans themselves saying right. that, which is the funnier. It's not part, even too. just them, though. It's <laughs> even like the the mainstream media. It's like, remember when it was good in the nineties and the days of the body slam and SmackDown of Hulk Hogan and the you know the horrible news stories they do. Yeah, where they just work in these wrestling puns. Triple H's will be back in the forecast, and when I'm talking about Triple H. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that is Hunter Hurst Helmsley in Tulsa tonight for WWE Raw no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about <laughs> hazy hot and humid but it is so funny because that was that's always the big argument you know historically is you know it's fake right and he even attempts to answer the age old question is it fake and the thing is when wrestling is done correctly and this is one of the things I love about it and I know you do too you don't care you know, like you do know right. that it's not real, but you get sucked into it. You know, we've been reviewing a lot of wrestling these last four and a half years. We've done pay-per-views. We've done week-to-week syndication. Mm-hmm. And some of the things we like is to be entertained by a funny promo, right? Right. But then when you get between the ropes, yeah, it's cool to see a match. And, and they're treating it like it really matters, even though we know it doesn't. What is it about wrestling that just gets you? It's unlike most sports. I don't even know. Can I call it a sport? Sports I mean, entertainment, pal. Well, it, it's <laughs> the greatest night in the history of our sport. Yeah, I mean, true. They do say it. But anyway, unlike most things, see, it's so easy to make re- real sports entertaining, right? Because the intrigue <laughs> is like, who's going to win? Like the actual sport itself. In wrestling, you have to go like the extra mile and like make a storyline to make yeah. the match interesting or yeah. none of it matters. That's great point, Quinn. Like that's why it has this weird, like it has this extra step before it's actually good, which it's kind of unfair to it in a weird sense to compare it to other sports because they don't have to I mean, we we always make fun of like when the Yankees make fake (laughs) storylines in their like booth or whatever. (laughs) They're just adding on to the intrigue. They're just coloring it. They're coloring it. Whereas wrestling, it's pretty fucking boring if it isn't like this guy beat me up backstage or whatever the fuck happened right. like who gives a shit like yeah. otherwise i mean there are people and i'm not really one of them that will just watch anything and appreciate it for the athletic ability mm-hmm. but to really hook the mainstream and, and me what i like is something that matters you know right. i like something yeah. to get involved in and i've always looked at wrestling quinn and you tell me what you think more than just the match the overall experience so that factors in the presentation on television or if you're there live it factors in the announcers. It factors in everything. It's not just, oh, it's a good match. Like yeah. I don't care well, about good, a good the, match the good match on its own. approach that Meltzer likes to push. To me, that's like selling it short. To me, the real, like you said, it's all these these things. It's an experience. But it's when all these things work together properly. That's when it's good. Right. You yeah, know what like, I mean? Like when when the announcing's good, when the crowd, even the crowd is good. Oh yeah, like the, right, right. The the wrestlers are on their game; they're not missing any moves. So the environment you're in. They've got a good background storyline to go into the match as to why they're fighting for whatever they're fighting for. Maybe a title's on the line. Maybe maybe somebody uh, hit on somebody's wife. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's happened. It's happened. You do anything in wrestling, really? I look at it like this, Quinn. You know, McDonald's is not looked uh, upon as a uh, high-class cuisine, right? Yeah. But would you rather have a McDonald's hamburger in the comfort of your own home, or would you rather go and have the best steak of your life with a bare bulb in front of you and the worst service ever? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times what it is, where for me, it's more of an experience. There's something to me more comforting and appealing about an overall well-rounded show than there is just the uh, the finer details you know, well, and how okay. good a steak so here, was seared. Here's one thing I want to say here. I really feel like the low-class aspect of wrestling has long since ended oh i agree with you like but it, it is not like that anymore in fact i agree i think it's because of the age of like social media really like i, I know i keep saying social media well, so, it is a prevalent it, thing it, now we're in the age of like it's fully understood it's fake but it's loved because it's fake do you know what i'm saying like we've crossed that threshold and like there's a lot more trashier crap on tv than wrestling I think there's always been, too, fact, is the other thing. Yeah. In fact, wrestling to me is nowadays more presented like you're like, especially like WrestleMania, like just happened, right? Yeah. It's presented like the Oscars or something where like it's like super high production value and like, Sure. Like it's under there's a, a big stage and and the bright lights and well, all. Kind of like the Super Bowl, Quinn. Right, exactly. And it's like that every night really nowadays. I mean, comparatively to comparatively. what we had, right? Yeah, and I think you hit upon something good there. There's always been in my opinion stuff that's worse on TV. This
0: season on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Who
1: cares. And wrestling often got singled out especially during the height of the Attitude era mm-hmm. as a horrible influence, and I don't disagree that there is a lot of stuff Especially back then in wrestling that, you know, I wouldn't want my kid to emulate, so to speak. Yeah, but the, get, the, but the, the, the thing th- with that is look at the landscape, too. Like Howard Stern was on every Plus, single I mean, night on TV. And like, South Park. And South, yeah, like, let's, let's not act like they were, you know what I mean? Like Springer they, and Maury. They were just a, a product of the environment at that point. Maury's still on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's worse than wrestling. But yeah. you're right, though, about the low class thing. That's an old stereotype. That's you know, not the, even really relevant anymore. A lot of wrestling fans now are either young like us or younger. I don't even want to call us young. Or they've just watched wrestling for years and years. That's probably the core audience right now is people that are younger than way younger than us, uh, that are getting into it. You know, with a lot of, because we might be old and curmudgeonies sometimes, and so, so are our fans, and we love you for that. But there are people that look up to Bianca Belair. Yeah. There are seriously though, there are people that love. Sasha Banks. There's still people who love John Cena. Yeah, honestly. That's Hulk Hogan to them. Right. Still like the legend that will come back. Right. Like, <laughs> there are people out there that have nothing to do with people our age that right. really like this. Yeah. Now Are there a lot of them? Probably not compared to the way there was 20 years ago. But what is it that keeps people coming back? Is it, a dis- is it the display of athleticism? Is-, is the colorfulness still there? Is it all of that? Is it there's, all the core elements? There's, okay, there's a couple of factors that I think keeps it still unique. Let me put it this way, right? Like we said, the weird, like, it's fake, but we know this. But everyone knows it, even from the youngest child now, right? At this point, yeah. But at the same time, there's, like, interest in who will win. Like, it's got this weird, like, why does it matter, but it does. And then, on top of the other fact, is that it's a thing, and I know COVID kind of messed this up, but it's a thing. It's one of the rare fucking things. That it's like a show that you could go to like whenever the fuck you want it like you know what i mean like it, they they go yeah. all over the country hundreds of days a year hundreds of days a year and you could go you can go literally sit in the front row re- a kid could reach out his hand and high five this living superhero like that, right. that that just beat the shit out of somebody like you know what i mean like and, and there are still kids that view it that way you could literally reach out and touch them yeah they're no, real you, people it's a good point yeah uh, and, and you hit upon another good point Quinn at the end of the day whether it's for the booking reason or the, actually, they shouldn't push him that hard. Yeah. People still care who wins or loses. Yeah. No matter why they care, at the end of the frigging day, even though we know it's predetermined, right? Even though we know wins and losses don't matter, huh? Then why do people still care who Nine, wins or 99% not? 99% of the, like, the speculatory, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit that goes down the internet. Why are they not pushing him? Why are yeah. they not doing this? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Ninety percent of it, if you really think back, if you remove yourself for a second, right, and you look at what the people are complaining, at the end of the day, it's just their favorite didn't win. Yeah, it's just like or isn't getting pushed. It's just, but an, it's- an, it's just an excuse. <laughs> to make them sound smarter than they are. Right. Like, where they're like, I'm I'm aware of everything, <laughs> blah, 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 right? But at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't know, Seth Rollins fan upset that Seth Rollins didn't win the belt. Right, but what, blaming uh, the bookers or right, whatever they exactly. are Right, exactly. It's like, you know? how could he do, like, <laughs> why did they do this? He's the most popular. To you, he is. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, still you like someone yeah. more than somebody else and right. you want them to win. And I think that that's very unique about wrestling. And another thing, To go hand in hand with what you were saying is that unlike sports, for the most part, you know, which are legitimate for the most part, unlike sports, there's someone that can control who wins and loses. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. So it is. I, I wish one thing. I wish is that like at the very least, could we go to like fictional presidents again? Like, <laughs> like I just like the idea better because it's just somebody you could like shit on. <laughs> well, like, it's it's fun. Fuck Jack Tunney. Like, Instead you know, of shitting on the real owner of the company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like that people are the one thing. Like when Vince either retires or passes away or whatever. I will say I think it's in their best interest to be very ambiguous about who's running the show. <laughs> they like won't just be, don't but... just don't let us know. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. you got this whole family that could potentially be running the show, but don't let anybody know who's really doing it. <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> let me ask maybe you- it's Shane, maybe it's Stephen. maybe it's Linda. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Or maybe it's it's Amber Rose, the kid, or I. I you know what I'm Amber saying? Amber Rose, yes. Whatever. All these the McMahon babies. <laughs> yeah, like whatever they are. Let me ask you a question. Ideally. If you're going to sit down and watch some wrestling from any era, whether it's something old from the 80s or 90s, from any company, anything, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, what are the qualities to you of a wrestling presentation on TV? What's your ideal? What makes you excited? What makes you happy to watch it? First of all, this might sound like a really specific thing, but I really like when there's a really good video package before the match that explains to me what the fuck is going on real quick. But like, is back to like good music and like it's kind of like epic. Sure, and you're like, oh man, and then it like ends and and then like the net, it's all the pieces really. It's like, but there's like a specific series of events for me. It's like then there's got to be like really epic fucking entrances where like everyone's on fire and like and then the announcers are kind of being like, and that's him and he did this, and <laughs> man, he's really ready tonight, you know that shit, right? right? Yeah. Then there's like the stare down, and then you get the like good. Like good wrestling to start and moves. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's, you all get wrapped up to, into it. It's kind of like a, a a snowball rolling down a hill and it keeps getting bigger and bigger, like a cartoon. You're and basically finally, describing your, the WrestleMania 17 main event, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I mean, no, Video Package. Which is one of your favorites. It's not, it's not just that show, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, my point is, is that it, uh, something that escalates and escalates and escalates to the point where you forget that it's a fake match and Yo. you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. You like, get absorbed uh, in it. And you're like, I don't know who's going to win. And, and, you know, they do the close counts at the end. Sure, and and sure. maybe some shit happens. I don't know. Whatever. One of the things I like, Quinn, is variety on a wrestling show. And they try for that now. And I don't currently really watch much. And that's a personal choice. I just don't want to right now. Uh, but overall, what I like is variety. And you see that throughout the 80s and throughout the 90s and now. Where you're going to have a, a technical match, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some stupid stuff, some comedy crap. Yep. When it's done right, it could be funny, right? No, comedy can be great. It it's can just be they're great. not funny anymore. You're gonna have- <laughs> that, that's the issue. <laughs> you're going to have some promos. I like a good promo. Uh-huh. Uh, like when we watch 83, we always look forward to the promos. They're pretty good. They're usually Rogers fun. Corner. Yeah, Roger's Corner. I like the storyline. I like threads. I like some unpredictability. And wrestling just checks all those boxes, you know, and it's a different form of entertainment than, let's say, a movie or a TV show. It's a different form of entertainment than a sport itself. Mm-hmm. It really is an amalgamation of various things that are out there presented into one package. And when it's done right, man, it's just wonderful. Like I can't believe it that I've been watching wrestling for 27 years. yeah, And I still am watching old wrestling, getting into it, right. appreciating it. But I think one of the other keys, Quinn, is not taking it too seriously. No, you can't. You know what I mean? Uh Raw.
0: I could only watch like one or two matches. They ain't they ain't they ain't fucking cutting it to me. Cause I'm an old school wrestling fan, I know I ain't only twenty two, but I've been watching it since I've been a baby and everything. And uh It ain't it ain't up to
1: par. Let's be honest here. It's not the highest quality product, like we said. At the it beginning. never has been. It never has been. And, like, it's the one thing. You know what? I think that's the one thing that's it's to its benefit sometimes. Is because when it is bad, you're know, like, well, it's wrestling. It's just it's wrestling. Go, it's going to stink. Every, it, like, 90% of the time, it sucks. <laughs> like it, It's just the way it is. Like, And I think even, I've always said, you and me grew up in the best time because we're more tolerant, tolerable of the shitty. Because oh, of the new gen and all that. Because that's when we came up. Yeah. In our eyes, it can always get better, right? You yeah, know what I still mean? Think like you can even from complete garbage, it could get better because we literally saw this happen in front of our eyes, right. like the first time, and that to me that's always the hope. Yeah, right? it is that it'll it'll blow up again. Yeah, and I think uh, the the phrase "it's just wrestling." I mean, it's it's a very important to the people that do it. I think, especially now, who they really take it seriously. And I appreciate that. And I admire that. There are people that really consider this their art and this is their job, whether or not that draws people or sells tickets is a whole different matter. But there's people that are into it. And, you know, we have people that either are current wrestlers or that have worked in the past that listen to our show. And I mean it when I say I have the utmost admiration for doing that. And that's one of the things, you know, I mean, it really is like a performance art. It is. There, there isn't... You can't just, like, go up there. I know I joke, like... Yeah, it is just a joke, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a joke when somebody's so bad that I say, I can handle this. Like, you know what I mean? Just from, like, watching. But, but like... They, no way. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way ever. I mean, my knees hurt walking up the stairs sometimes, and I'm yeah. like 35 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how people do this. I have tremendous admiration. And I don't want to get into the business and the backstage dealings here. I mean, wrestling, WWE in particular... Shady company, especially in the past. Yeah, uh, a lot of crap goes on backstage. That is an element of intrigue for people, though. You have it to admit, is. like that part of that is what keeps them coming. Is is knowing what's going on as much as you may or may not like that. Yeah, but that, that that's another thing that it has over other th- other sports. Well, it's a lot more interesting than the backstage dealings of the MLB, for example. It yeah, honestly I don't, is. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't give Some a guy had, had a bad batting practice. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? On Yankees Magazine. Yeah. Coming up on Yankees Magazine, we take a look at some young arms. But I was speaking more in terms of uh, the drug use and the steroid use of the 80s, you know, and a lot of the other stuff that the unscrupulous activity and the, the way that the boys, as they call yeah. them, I will say even a lot on of the that road, that's even, all subsided. Even I was going to say, yeah, I think I was having a discussion with somebody online about, um, how that's even that's gone away oh yeah and it's a good thing is that like every now everyone's too nice to each other yeah there is no fucking drama anymore because everyone's like are you okay yeah, like, know. you know what i mean like we don't want to injure anybody here now there is something to be said for that really shattering the suspension and disbelief yeah but i get why they have to do certain things now but overall folks what i want to get to here and i want you to tell us too on twitter email or obviously do it on facebook is For however long you've been a fan of wrestling, whether it's been maybe 15 years, because there are people that are newer, relatively newer, yeah. whether it's 40 years, because there's also people that started watching in the early 80s or before that, you right. know, in the 70s. What is it about wrestling that keeps you watching, whether it keeps you watching the old stuff? or keeps you watching the new stuff. Whatever wrestling you consume. Yeah, because when you get down to it, and this is what I love about it, honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whether it's 2021 or whether it's 1981, the presentation, as much as the technology has evolved, is still two or more people in a predetermined struggle where one person can win, and the intrigue is to see who's going to win. And I think when you take that and you put all the other elements we talked about around it, such as the humor when you have it, the drama, Mm. the promos, the colorful characters, the crowd, the announcers, it just adds up to something truly unique that you don't even find in real combat sports or that you don't find in other uh, scripted forms of entertainment. It's a very bizarre animal. it's It's an itch that like boxing or UFC can't scratch and nobody can seem to put their finger on it. Right. Like they've even tried with like, W M A C masters or like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just saying there's been like attempts to try to do what wrestling has done sure. with like a different kind of fighting. Right. You yeah, know what in I mean? that case karate. Yeah. Which Vince McMahon also almost bought into that. Did you know that? The World Karate Federation or whatever it was gonna be called. Get the fuck out of here. No, he he almost did, but he but wound my up point, not. But my point is specifically <laughs> for whatever reason, it's the It's the uh, Sport of Kings, Greco-Roman, it's been from ancient times. That's the one that can do this fake thing properly, right? It's like there's no fake version of UFC, for example. No, there's not a right. There's not a predetermined version of UFC. Right, as far as I know, anyway. As yeah. Some of you might know out there, but yeah, it is interesting that even though the holds have evolved and the moves have evolved, and you know the old timers don't like what the kids are doing now, and the kids are like, "Well, fuck you, you're old. You know, shut the fuck up." The kids in the 80s <laughs> didn't like what the old timers in the 50s were doing. That exactly, yeah. and that's going to be an ongoing thing. It's a generational it like gap. It'll always be like that. And whatever side of the fence you fall on, I really don't care. I would never begrudge anyone for liking, you know, something, whether it's 2021 or 1991. But we just want to know what you think. That's what I think. I think it's just so unique and so different that I can turn on WrestleMania four, for example, in the background while I'm doing something and just feel happy about it. Or I can watch something from the 90s or even now. And it's just unique. I love it. As much as there's so much bad, there's just something so special and weird. I just really love wrestling. It's one of the weirdest things (laughs) that exists. I I don't get it. (laughs) But uh, but I love it. (laughs) That's all I got, Quinn. You got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Well, folks, uh, let us know what you think. You can do that on Twitter. Like I said, at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, speaking of old wrestling, it is the final two names in the Royal Flush. That's right, it is the worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Two more in the tank. They are coming out. We're gonna see where they rank. The Royal Flush WrestleMania main events is coming up right after this.
0: To further protect their identities, the wrestlers have refused to talk on this tape. However, everything you'll hear in the following segments comes straight from the horse's mouth. No holes barred. The first thing a wrestler learns is how to fall properly. In wrestling lingo, it's called taking a bump. To make each fall look brutal, and yet not have to send his weekly paycheck straight to a chiropractor, every wrestler has a standard approach. When any contact is made, he throws out his feet, lands flat on his upper back, and breaks the fall by slapping his arms to the canvas. Here's a nice punch to the side of the jaw. Although the contact is always different, the bump remains the same. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? (laughs) Yeah, me neither. You're listening to our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best.
1: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode 220, the finale. It is April 19th, 2021. I'm still Joe Murata. Michael Quinn is still over there. Uh, hi. He didn't leave for anything. He didn't I, quit. I, I, over bad wrestling? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, now, folks, before we get into this, another quick refresher, very brief here about our Patreon. I'm going to put background music under this, okay? We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We do this because there's people that want to support us, and in return, we want to give you extra stuff. Like Quinn and I mentioned earlier, there's two shows that we do. One is the weekly 1983 canon, right. going through every championship wrestling. Quinn, it's weekly now. Weekly. That's that's the big story yes. right now, right? Is that you're gonna you're gonna get overdrive now on yep. 83 every and Friday into 84. Yep, every Friday in video or audio form. The old ones are on YouTube or on this podcast feed. If you want to get some of them and get a, a taste there, but if you want them on Patreon, it's two bucks a month. And then. For $5 a month, that's where we cap it off, Quinn. It is the pay-per-view reviews, every single one in order. These shows are usually three to four hours, it depends right. on the show. And uh, we started with the first WrestleMania, out now with Survivor Series, and Quinn's favorite, Royal Rumble, will be coming up for <laughs> May. Can't wait for you to be objective about Bret Hart, Razor, Ramon. You know, I thought I could have a good match with Scott Hall. So if you like OVP, you like what we do, you've been listening for a while, you want to support us, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. There. That yep. was painless. There we go. Okay, We're, We got it all in there. I'm not begging for your money or anything, honestly. But anyway, Quinn, what we are begging to do is finish out the flush here. Yep. So the Royal Rankings and the Royal Flush, uh, which if you haven't voted on, go to the Facebook group, please, and do that, okay? It's still open right now. Mm-hmm. This is where we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 and your bottom 10 of something. And for this season, it was WrestleMania main events. You know, WrestleMania season, WrestleMania just ended. Our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, what he does is he takes all of your votes. He puts them in two separate tanks, one for the best, one for the worst. Now, the best is done already. Yeah. Rankings is done. It's all done. Just like WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah. We finished it last week, but the flush still has two names left. And what you have at the end of the season now, which is now, is the definitive certified, ordained, baptized, non-GMO, USDA certified, organic, and healthy. Best and worst WrestleManias of all time.
0: It's the best and worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Main events. How do you even fuck this up?
1: For the flush, Quinn. Here's yes. what's on the board now. Number one, Triple H versus The Rock versus The Big Show versus Mick Foley. Mick Foley! <laughs> From WrestleMania 2000. You hated that more than I did, I felt like. It stinks. <laughs> It's not like the saddest WrestleMania ending. It's very it, upsetting. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, hey, that asshole that's been an asshole all year. Well, he wins. Still an asshole. Fuck you. You lose, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Mr. T versus uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper it, WrestleMania two. Again, it's boxing. weird that it's considered a main event. But, it is of the New York portion. Yep. Uh oh. Number three, The Miz versus John Cena. Uh, with a special appearance by The Rock, WrestleMania 27 the host. Yeah, the, the host. The host. <laughs> the ho- you gotta always watch out for that host. Yeah, watch the host. Number four: The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you better like Roman Reigns. I know it was one of those. Yeah. Uh, number five: Triple H versus Jericho the, Lu- from- the Lucy match. <laughs> that's what I call it. And the cutting cars in half or really? whatever. Yeah, what are we doing? I, I, it, um, that's how real divorces are. Yeah, you cut the car in half directly. Everything is equal. See, like we said, there's nothing like wrestling, yeah. folks. The wrestling outlook on a divorce, like how, how it's yeah, you it's just like break a car comically <laughs> you run like, over a dog. I cut the whole house in half. Like she comes home. beep beep beep. There's like people actually like, which side do you want? Yeah, like, it's like a fucking high and lowest cartoon yeah. or something. Anyway, number six is Sid versus Hogan from WrestleMania eight because it's extremely underwhelming. It might be his last match. Yeah. Not really. Not tired. I'm just bored, brother. Yeah. Like, good fucking job. Number seven, The Undertaker versus Sid at WrestleMania 13. You know, for like a great time period, it's like a poor main event. That's the only thing, right? I mean, it, WrestleMania 13 is so weird. Not a good show. Yeah. It really isn't. But, but it uh, should be. It that's should a, be. That's the thing. There's a lot of hot stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and number eight, not that bad. Triple H versus Orton from WrestleMania 25. The breaking into the house match. That's <laughs> yeah. what I think of it as. Yep. And uh, folks, just to refresh the criteria here, maybe this is your first time. We're not just talking about strictly in-ring quality of the match. That does factor into it. But we're talking about the overall build of the why is this happening factor. Right. And of course, your favorite factor, Quinn. The stinkage. The stinkage factor. That, the stinkage is <laughs> really where yeah. applies to this whole thing, right? I mean, it is called flush for a reason. Exactly. The stinkage factor. So even if it's a decent match in the ring, if no one cares or if it shouldn't have happened... High stinkage (laughs) if if that's the case. (laughs) High stinkage. That's kind of what we're going on here. So with that said, why don't we get into Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, it is now He's not your dog anymore. And
1: this has Cena, The Undertaker and Psycho Sid for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. What a right hand by Ronnie Piper and not Mr. T's mouth. He's right out. Uh-oh. Mick Foley. It's the final flush. It's okay. the final flush the last time I'll hear Mick Foley. It's, it's the last time, sadly, Quinn. The final flush of WrestleMania in a event. Are- okay, the toilet. Hey. Please. Can we? The tank is empty now. It's us finally okay. it, it flush needs the to, toilet. It, it needs to do its thing for the last part. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh, so we've cleaned the pipes, <clears throat> and two names are coming out of the tank. So, Quinn, we've, uh, we've run down the eight on the board. Mm-hmm. There's two left. Right. I'm sure people are intrigued, in all seriousness. I'm sure people are wondering what's left that's to me the more intriguing part (laughs) not where it ranks what what is left what's actually left in the tank well let's find out here let's go down to the fans as they count us down for number nine (laughs) cover yet again and it's time to relate
0: to two but stephanie just saved the title for her husband
1: Triple H, uh, of course, versus yes. Roman Reigns <laughs> a fixture on this list. <laughs> Triple H versus Roman Reigns. All right, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas here now. Mm-hmm. There's a background on this, and I can very succinctly sum it up if you want. Quinn. right? It's it's actually easy. It's time. very. It is pretty easy. So this is WrestleMania 32, 2016. All right, in case you lose track, which is Star? What is this? This is Star. Yeah, because Dallas. This is Star One. Yeah, the first Star Two's uh, coming up. That's correct. Yep, Star Two. Uh, this is Star One the year after play button. Right. Now, to get into why this why Triple H was defending the world title <laughs> against Roman Reigns in WrestleMania. That's, that's where it starts. <laughs> that's, right. that's where that's that's it's already bad <laughs> right there. Now we have to walk it all the way back to the 2014 Royal Rumble real quick. That's where everyone thought Daniel Bryan was going to be in it. Right. And they're like, he's going to win because he's Daniel Bryan. We all love him. It's funny how everything goes back to it this. It does, though. Like, every everything always goes back to this. But instead, Batista was like, I have the skinny jeans, and he comes out. And, and Norton's <laughs> like, why is no one paying attention to me? I, <laughs> yeah. I won I <laughs> had the money in the bank, remember? And uh, it comes down to Roman Reigns, who's a heel yep. in the Shield at the time versus Batista. And the fans are like, you know what? Fuck this. We want Roman to win. Just because Daniel Bryan brought yeah, in. Yeah. That's really why. And uh, obviously, Batista wins. And then The Shield, uh, a little bit later in 14, they turn face. It's kind of cool. Remember, they defeat yep. the outlaws in K and we love it, right? Mm-hmm. And then The Shield breaks up. And it, uh, instead of Roman being the heel, because yeah. he just makes sense. He's the biggest one, blah, blah, blah. Seth is the heel. Hey, oh, I'm De- a heel now. Des Moines, Iowa's favorite <laughs> son, Seth Rollins. <laughs> well, somebody has to be the favorite son in Iowa. No offense. And anyway, Roman Reigns is now the big face and everyone's like, we're not really ready for this, but okay. <laughs> and like, as 14 goes on, everyone's like, oh, they're doing this, aren't they? Uh, and it's yeah. like I've said repeatedly, it's not Roman's fault. He's just doing what they're telling him to do, right? He's a good wrestler. Suffering suck attack he, he, <laughs> he gets better and better as time goes on, right? But there's a this guy called Daniel Bryan, yeah. <laughs> right? There's a guy called Daniel Bryan. <laughs> right. we, don't, we don't want him. We right. want him. Right. So we get to the 15 Royal Rumble a year after now, the first time they fucked this up. And Daniel Bryan's actually in this one. So everyone's like, okay, now he's going Right? Yeah, He gets eliminated early, all shittily. And it's down to Roman and like Rusev, right? And everyone's like, we want Rusev. Yeah, because we... (laughs) Because we don't want Roman. We didn't pick Roman the first time. Right. He was just the default. Now we need to tell you... We weren't interested in this the first time. This is happening too fast. Please, please, we (laughs) beg you, give the Intercontinental belt to him or something. But Roman wins. And then we get into WrestleMania play button. Right. WrestleMania play button. Roman's taking out Brock Lesnar. Right. But Seth Rollins makes an appearance, cashes in. Hey, I'm here. Remember? Des Moines' favorite son. (laughs) And Seth Rollins actually wins the title. Right. So they listened to the extent that, you know, they didn't give Roman the title. Later on in 15, the title is vacant. Right. Roman wins it at Survivor Series. And then the next uh, pay-per-view, whatever the hell that pay-per-view is, right? I don't remember offhand. December. End of the year. Yeah. This is during the League of Nations era. Yeah, that is great era. <laughs> right, it is. <laughs> uh, Sheamus wins it, chicanery. The next night on Raw, big rematch, Roman versus Sheamus. Uh-huh. No one cared about this, by the way. And then Vince himself like makes the rare appearance to make people care. Well, yeah, you have to he do had something. To. He had to like come in and this say, yeah, "I'm doing it. This is one of the rare instances where this was so bad that Vince McMahon had to like inject some McMahon stuff into yeah. it." Yeah. My semen. Just to make it sort of interesting, took a bump from Roman, took a yeah. Superman punch, and people actually did pop because yeah. Vince getting punched usually gets a pop. Just punching <laughs> a seven-year-old man, yeah. how nice of him! Do Great face. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. Roman wins the title. The only time people actually cheered. <laughs> seriously there was a pop on Raw I remember that because we watched it right it's so funny that it takes Vince to fall on his ass right to like <laughs> put this guy over right now meanwhile Roman's. Feuding with the authority, which is Triple H and company, because uh, Seth is the one that went down with a legit injury and had to vacate the title. And Triple H is like, if you join us, uh, you can be better uh, or whatever it is, right? <laughs> it's always that. But then Vince or Triple H or someone's like, you have to defend the world title in the 2016 Royal because Rumble. Because he didn't agree. Uh, Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> if I recall. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, Roman has to be probably number one or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, I don't know. It it's was, Rome, right? Basically, it's like 29 verse one. The match yes. like that's and that's how i think it was marketed too it's yeah. like which is weird because here's the thing is i had always been pining for like the wf belt to be on the line of royal rumble but then they did it this way where it was like a defense and i was like this is stupid it was like it, i didn't why, like it I should have been vacated <laughs> yeah and then the winner like you know what i mean wins the wins title I like it just doesn't seem <laughs> fair that, like, you have to come in at one and defend against everyone. And I get that that's the that's point. That's literally the point. But that's stupid. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? People didn't like this. No one wanted Roman to win. At the very least, if you're going to do it this way, right? Yeah. You come in randomly like everyone else. The only difference is the title's on the line. So if right. you don't win it at 20, yeah. you, you or if you don't win it at 28, you lose the title. Right. Right? It's like, but instead it's, no, no, no. You gotta you're defending it like you're coming out to defend it. Yes. It's stupid. It was no, it was. No one no one was into this. No. <laughs> like literally, no one was. And anyway, Triple H is number thirty. Roman's still there at the end. Triple H throws him out. Guess what? What? Triple H, the uh, <sighs> semi retired wrestlers, now your are world champion. Yep. Going to WrestleMania. And he's in defend against Roman Reigns. And even that was like not really expected. And people were, you know, it's funny. I think people thought they were pissed that it was just going to be, oh, Roman overcomes the odds, right? Yeah. I think that was what everyone thought the ending was going to be. Yeah. But then they somehow managed to piss everyone off more <laughs> and have Triple H win it. Yeah. Because everyone thought, well, if anything, it's going to be, I don't know, just some other superstar, right? Right. Triple H wasn't even supposed to be in the damn no, thing. No, that's correct. But he was number 30. <sighs> mm. And here's the thing, right? So we had in WrestleMania. Now Roman had challenged for the world title at WrestleMania Play Button the year before, right? Play Button, and now he's challenging again. And and to me, and I know they had injury. Uh, to be fair here, they had legit injuries uh, to deal with with John Cena for this card, with mm-hmm. Randy Orton, with uh, Seth Rollins. A bunch of people were injured. Nobody worked here right now. Yeah, right. But to me, what that shows is they've gotten nowhere in the last year. Yeah, right. The it's year just, it's before back to the same thing. Right. The year before. Roman was challenging for the title, then he won it offhandedly at Survivor Series, lost it, won it back, and mm-hmm. now lost it again. What are the—that's—that was the frustrating thing. This isn't the first time this happened, though, because even when Daniel Bryan won it at 30, for example, he'd, he'd already been the champion, like, three times due to, like, other happenstance. <laughs> right. Like, this shit is, is pretty standard for them, unfortunately. It just waters it down, right? Yeah. So we get to what is, was a pretty lackluster WrestleMania. It's not regarded as great. It's the one where like uh, Chris Jericho was still there and he beat AJ Styles. and Everyone's like, why? This was star. So this was also in the like, we're breaking the attendance record from three. Ugh. Yeah. Like, and even though like, I feel like this WrestleMania is not worthy of that. It's not. But um, okay. This is where Undertaker took on Shane McMahon in the long ass Hell in a Cell match and very nice. The Rock came out and had like this impromptu thing with the Wyatt family and made fun of them. You and, need somebody to do something. Nobody works yeah, here. It's true. Though. You, you need The Rock to go yeah. make fun of somebody. Honestly. I, I wish The Rock would just come out openly say like, look how shitty this company is or something. Yeah. He'll, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm joking. But. I know, Quinn. And we get to the main event. And this is during the start of WrestleMania being really long, by oh. the way. With the two hour pre-show and <laughs> it's just so fucking long. And Wanna you're, watch eight hours? Yeah, and you're up past midnight. Like I actually appreciate that they've split it recently. I got an idea for them. Instead of splitting it, just make it two and two hours <laughs> and fifty minutes, and that's on a Sunday, and yeah, that's it. But you can't get everyone on the card that way, yeah. I guess, right? So anyway, we get to this fucking match here, and as usual with a triple H match, it's long. Mm-hmm. It's slow. And it's plotting. And because of the two people involved, the heel champion Triple H and Roman, who works his ass off. But again, no one cares. The crowd's not into this. No. It's, it's like midnight or whatever time they it all, is. They all know what the ending is. Yeah. And it's one of these again. Like know, I feel like I hate when they do this, when it's like, it's so obvious who's going to win. Like, especially in this day and age, it's like easier because a lot of the people at WrestleMania have seen wrestling before. Generally. There's no intrigue here, right? It's not. Not really. The only thing they could say is, like, oh, well, remember that time, Triple H at WrestleMania 2000 when he <laughs> fucked everyone over and just left the champion? Yeah. Right? Like, that's really the only intrigue. But in this case, uh, Roman does win. Right is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Winner. No one cares, and I. I not Roman's fault. Once again, not his fault. And Bookings it's good just poor. It's good to see, yeah. It's good to see him as a heel lately. People recognize the dude's talented. I always figured he was, but yeah. this was during the horrible era where they kept the shield music. They kept the vest. People are like, Can you freshen him up? Can you do something? Can he take him? his shirt off? They yeah. like, <laughs> look different. It's like something. music not be the Shield right. music? And, and it's the embarrassing time where it's like his music hits. Boo. And then I have to turn the crowd down immediately. Yeah, yep. He wins the match. Boo. Michael Cole. Roman Reigns is champion. Yeah. <sighs> like Listen no to one, the <laughs> love from the crowd. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. yeah. Probably JBL sitting there. Oh, look at him, He did yeah. it. No one cares. Yeah. Everyone's like, can we. Just it? a painful time. <sighs> it really was, folks. Especially and, when there was like people that like, you know what I mean? Like here's the thing is I know they're not supposed to like bow to the fans or whatever all the time. They often did. But here's the, the problem is, is that like there comes a point when like the guy is just really not popular. Right. You just gotta, you just gotta grin and bear it and give them what they want. Right. You know, just, just suck it up. We'll build someone up later. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead. It's just like this, no, we're going to do it. Damn it. Like we're going to make him popular. And and like, that's like, that's what it felt like when it's, there's a there's a point at which you cross the line and it's like, it's too much. It's it's just, yep. it's too much. That's what it was. No one believes in this. Yeah. Like, enough. It was a, it was the same thing as the Lex Luger 93, 94, but on a, a, a worse scale. Right. Like, yeah. Luger people were into, but not as much as Bret Hart. Well, they also the were trying that in front of a hundred thousand seat yeah. arena. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but what an embarrassment, honestly, to have, to promote your show, right, as the biggest night of the year. Mm -hmm. This is the Super Bowl of Wrestling. This is breaking WrestleMania 3 attendance. Right. And then no one cares about your main event. Right. A common theme during this period of time. And I I uh, I don't feel that bad for the company. I feel bad for Roman having to go out there and do that. But whatever. I don't feel bad because they tend to make the same exact mistakes (laughs) over and over and over again. Because of the very issue we always describe about how they don't want anyone to get bigger than the company. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it it's always leads back to that the more you look at it. But, but the next year, they put Roman out there with The Undertaker. Yeah. And nobody cared. was like, it
0: just you wasn't know what? what the, people the sad wanted. part
1: is like, not even The Undertaker can fix this. No, because he'd already lost her. Who yeah. cares anymore? That was really The Undertaker's like <laughs> Trump car. Yeah. He could always be like, I don't lose uh, yeah. WrestleMania. But he did lose. Rest in pizza or whatever. <laughs> I, you know. So that's that. That's all I want to talk about with that, Quinn, right? I mean, it's just yeah. no one cared. It was. Not the, I don't know. It, it was just bad. It just stunk. Stinkage factor is high. High stinkage. Alrighty. Find out who drew the final He's number, maxed. Quinn. This yep. is it. This is the last Hit one, folks. Let's find out who drew number 10. <laughs> Yokozuna hooks We got a new champion. won the title. We got a new champion. Bret Hart, Yokozuna, WrestleMania 9. Uh-oh. And I know why this made it. I know exactly what well, this made it. Well, it's on WrestleMania it. 9. Hey, that's that's a, a good show. Hey. Uh, well, we'll find out in a couple of months, I guess, what I really think of it. But all right. Brett versus Yokozuna. Yoka. So easy background here. This is actually easy. Bret Hart won the world title from Ric Flair. Right. October of 92. Yeah. Good. Uh, defeated Shawn Michaels, thankfully, at Survivor Series 92. But don't forget, there was also another guy at that Survivor Series. Yokozuna. Yokozuna defeated Virgil. Right, and uh, then Virgil warned them. He tried to warn Bret Hart, yeah. specifically. Yeah, exactly. He's like, this guy's fat. Yeah. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> he, watch out. But everyone was like, eh, it's just Virgil, <laughs> yeah. right? That's all real. Yeah, this is. We right. saw it. Nobody <laughs> even made a peep after Lord Alfred talked to fucking Virgil. All right, lad, you lie down now. You get comfortable yeah. on a wooden bench. Um, <laughs> now, and, <laughs> and, um, and Bret Hart defeated Sean that same night, right? Now, Yokozuna had debuted uh, very recently in October, and... He's a very large man. Uh, yeah. Sumo style. Not to mention, he has the devious Mr. Fuji That's with him. That's right. Which and is always a good thing. Because you can never tell what Fuji's going to wear, too, during right. this period of time. He might wear the bowler still. He might still. have hair. He might have hair. He might wear a kimono. He might, you never know. He might be bald. Very unpredictable. Very. He might kick Lord Alfred out of the massage thing. Yeah. You don't know with him. Right. Right. Yosh. Yosh. So- <laughs> yeah, that might happen at any point during any problem. Yosh. Yoko could say Yosh at any time. Yeah, it's scary. Fuji could say his name wrong. My right. Yokozuma. My Yokozuma. Oh. We don't know. He says it right because obviously <laughs> he knows. So Bret Hart defeats Razor Ramon, Quinn's favorite, at Royal Rumble 93. Wonderful. And also at Royal Rumble 93, Randy Savage makes a buffoon out of himself by trying to pin Yokozuna in the Royal Rumble. Now, I've always given Randy Savage a pass <laughs> on this only because he historically doesn't understand the rules to the Royal Rumble. This was just in character. True. He did but- uh, eliminate himself the year before. They had to ignore that. Right, and the year before that, he couldn't get to the ring because of Ultimate Warrior or something. He so, ran away, yeah. if I recall. And then <laughs> yeah. wasn't there something else in '89 where he like jumped out to go after somebody? No, but he got eliminated by Hogan, right? Uh, the crybaby Hogan, who always right. complains when people wrong him. Yeah, Bitch. Randy Savage just stinks at Royal Rumble. <laughs> He's just not good at them, right? And it was it was unfortunate <laughs> that he was the last one left because he knew he would he'd somehow bumble it, <laughs> and he did. And Yokozuna won which means Yokozuna was going to the Caesar's Palace parking lot to take yeah. on Bret Hart. I did like that was a big deal because then Caesar and Cleopatra came out and like congratulated him or something. They so, came out first and they're like, and you will dine on, you will feast on succulent food. Turtle <laughs> soup. <Fuck you. laughs> dine on turtle soup is more like it. <laughs> you will dine on succulent food in a parking lot. You will watch a sucky WrestleMania. Yeah. But you know what? I like the ambiance of WrestleMania nine. I do. I really do. I find it to be fun. I don't. (laughs) Thank you. And the main event though. Well, it's actually built as a double main event. The uh, mega maniacs. It has to be because Hulk's on it. Well, Josh Kuhn, the big Hulkamania fan there. He loved that. They took on the best team ever. Money Inc. Of course. Right. Right. Love money. Inc. Great team. Our favorite team. Right. And, uh, Hulk Hogan had the black eye, which, you know, the big rumors. Boating are, accident, yeah. Joe. Uh, what, one thing I've learned is that neither of the mega maniacs should do water sports. No. <laughs> it does not work out. But then well what, for wasn't them. the real story somebody like punched him and macho man got mad? I don't no, know. Like none it's of like that's all real. There's you know no what I mean? Way. Like there's like six hundred rumors. They all involve macho man and <laughs> boats. I don't like something like that. Well, I was sailing on the high seas, uh-huh. Yeah. And I punched Hulk Hogan because he got too close to my boat. Anyway. Maybe they say boating accident because Macho Man punched him on a boat. Or so with te- a boat? So I don't think it was with a boat. I'm just saying that something happened on a boat, so they could say boating accident. Uh-huh. It, right. It, he punched him on a boat. He hit him with an oar or something. I don't know. Oh, on a rowboat now? Or like a fish. Was, he just slapped him with a wet salmon. Like maybe Macho Man was fishing with them, and then he it, Hulk was like, "Hey, brother, you want like a Heineken?" And, and Randy Savage like turned the fishing rod like by accident and just hit him in the face with a fucking bass. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Hulk Hogan returns that night. They have a horrendous display against the Money ink. Just awful. with Jimmy Hart and the briefcase it's, it's, and all. It's so it, bad. It's terrible. And um. Then Hogan has a promo before the main event backstage where he uh, he challenges the winner because of course he does.
0: That's why right now, Bret Hart, I'm issuing a challenge to either you or the Jap, brother.
1: So we get to the main event, Bret Hart. The f- and uh, Bret Hart, they had been billing him as the fighting champion. That was mm-hmm. his whole thing. I would take on anybody, anybody on Coliseum video who wants to take me on, <laughs> Skinner. And Yokozuna, yeah. I'm going to beat you and all that stuff, right? So, Bret Hart, the Canadian, is here to defend America against uh, Yokozuna, the American from mm. <laughs> from San Francisco right. with Samoan ancestry. And uh, we get to the match. And honestly, in all seriousness, I haven't watched it in a while, but I've seen it enough times. It's really not that bad because Yoko is okay. a good worker. I'll give it credit. It's like decent. Yeah. And we'll again, we'll be getting into this more in-depth. Uh, until, yeah. in For June. Yeah, but until Brett, you know, he has this sharpshooter on, on the big fat boy here, and then yeah, Mr. See, Fuji gets involved. And Yoko, um, I guess, cut down, cut out some of their spots or something, so Fuji's caught unprepared. It takes him, like, forever to get the salt out. Yeah. Because Yoko was getting winded in the fucking... They're in the desert, by the way. You well, know, it's so hard happen. to breathe out there. It's yeah, dry. Right. So Fuji takes, like, a million years to get the salt ready. Finally does. Throws it at Brett, and... Yokozuna wins the world title immediately afterwards, Hogan making good on his promise. Right. Comes out looking like an asshole. Now, but here's the thing is when he's yeah. coming out, right? At first you're like, oh, he's just helping Brett yeah. away because these guys are being dicks, right? Yeah. But then Fuji calls yeah. Hulk Hogan a yellow belly. To, to be fair to Hogan, I yeah. hate doing it, ninety three. Yeah. Fuji challenged him. Yeah. He, to he, be gets all, fair. he gets all handy, he picks up the Caesar Palace like extra <laughs> it's, long yeah. mic and he's like Mr. Fuji in a rare mess up. Yeah. Like he you know, Mr. Fuji is usually not the kind of manager who would get all bold with fucking <laughs> yeah, no. Hulk Hogan, right? They, they should have gotten the hell out of there. Right. Yoko can barely breathe. <laughs> but Mr. Fuji, it's the first time he's had the world title. He's kinda of like a little full of him. He's like nobody can beat my Yokozuma. <laughs> like you see he world champ. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> We're going to prove it right now. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan.
0: My Yokozuna is your challenge. If any of so fortitude, you would accept my Yokozuna's challenge. Come on. Come on, you yellow belly. Come on.
1: So he challenges him, calls him a yellow belly. Big surprise. And um, immediately, Hogan gets in the ring. Brett's like, yeah, go do it. Fuck you. I don't care. We get to the ring. Hogan gets in. Yokozuna immediately grabs him, and Fuji's gonna go for the salt. Hey, it worked on Bret Hart, right? Why not, right? Yep. Uh, except this time Hogan ducks, it hits Yoko. Hogan punches Fuji, clothesline, leg drop, and your world champion is Hulk Hogan. In 1993. In 93. Hogan! That's Hogan in the cover! This is all part of the same main event, as far as I'm concerned. It's all the same thing. I agree with you. So the Brett-Yoko thing, which was the build main the event. actual double yeah. main event, is these two matches, you see. As a match, as a build to Brett-Yoko, forget the Hogan thing, right? Because that wasn't advertised. It's st- As much as I love Brett, it's still a little weaker than you know, you might think you'd get at the WrestleMania, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel big, but again, it's also cause we don't have Hulk and we don't, or yeah. he's not in the world title and yada, yada, yada. Right. We and, don't know what to fucking do. Right. Yeah. And when Yoko won the Royal Rumble, Hogan wasn't back yet, you know? So it's odd. You know, it's weird. They had just done the Brett versus Sean thing. Yeah. At um, but Smart. honestly, like it's, it, it, you know, when you don't have anything, right? Like they did, they really didn't. We, wouldn't it be more beneficial to just be like, let's just have the fucking Intercontinental Champion fight the World Champion because we don't know no. what the fuck to do. No, like, you gotta have an IC title match. Do you? Of course, Yes. The whole card sucks anyway. No, some of it's good. Yeah, It's not bad. It's a decent card. Well, I mean, Michael's supposed to fight Janetti, but things yeah, happened. so exactly. they Exactly. To all in I'm there. saying is this, like, you did have other options that maybe were more reliable. But that's for all. The, for the World Title, I mean, that might have been the attraction-wise. I'm not talking about yeah. wrestling match-wise. Fuck that. Attraction-wise, intrigue-wise, that might have been the best they had. Well, Unless Yoko they were going to trot out Macho Man. Yoko was over as a heel. He was. He I mean... Squash Duggan. It might have been a wise idea to trot Macho Man out. I, I mean, he only works there and he's yeah. like one of your most over wrestlers. What are they going to do? Turn him heel to fight Brett? <sighs> I don't care what they do with them. He she needs to be on the fucking card instead him, of instead call, of sitting there making fun and making fun of Bobby Heenan all night. In the underpants. In the, like <laughs> I'm serious. Like to me, that's like one of the biggest follies of this show. Is you have fucking the Macho Man. You got nobody that's good that works there, <laughs> and you and you got the Macho Man not wrestling. What are we doing here? It's true, they don't have Flair. Yeah, Flair was gone in February. But you had the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yes, uh, they don't have the Warrior they probably would have had the warrior warrior would have been in the main event I guarantee you he would have been in the main event of Wrestlemania 9 don't you think promise you don't you think if Hulk Hogan was going to be in a tag match Mm. and I'm just saying don't you think they would have drawn a little bit more if the macho man and Hulk Hogan reunited as the mega powers to fight so much better than than Brutus Beefcake honestly even on paper I don't care how the match went I'm just saying that'd be better yeah and Beefcake Brutus (laughs) Beefcake is such crony yeah. he's such I'm, a crony I'm making a point here is the macho man sitting out here eating fucking grapes and like you can't have him tag team with Hulk Hogan instead <laughs> like are we kidding here could someone please immortalize that quote? Yeah. Someone post that, that quote <laughs> that just Quinn just saying. said yeah. on Facebook. Please, I never want to forget that one. Yeah. Sitting out here eating grapes. It's real! <laughs> <laughs> he talks about it. Yeah. The grapes were great and the chicks were cool. The grapes were great and the chicks were cool. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, again, you can't blame Bret Hart. You can't blame Yoko. That might have been outside of yeah, getting Randy Savage involved in something. That might have been the best attraction they had to turn this dumpster fire into something right. for WrestleMania. Right? I mean, in all seriousness. I mean, the dumpster probably was on fire near it because it was a parking lot. So, just saying. So it's possible. I mean, you but, might see it when Lex Luger's back there talking to Shawn Michaels, and Mr. Yeah, Perfect runs the glorious back. Narcissus music. Did, 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 and then you see a dumpster in the background <laughs> just literally on fire. Jack Lanza trying to put it <laughs> out. <of fire. laughs> what the fuck happened? That's <laughs> all. This this is all headcanon. <laughs> possible. So, yeah, so the I mean, it didn't feel like a WrestleMania main event, but in a sense it did because a lot of times WrestleMania main event would be about having a big heel Mm -hmm. that was going to challenge Hulk Hogan. You know, WrestleMania 2 being a big example, WrestleMania 3 being a big example. And that said, eh. So, if they would have left it as it was with uh, Bret Hart losing to Yokozuna, that's a pretty disappointing ending to a WrestleMania and unprecedented with the heel walking out of there with title. However, The Hogan thing. So, I don't know. We'll see where it comes in ranking time, but Mm -hmm. is that pretty much it? I Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not good, but just the Brett Yoko aspect, it's weak. I don't know if it's horrible, but it might be. I don't know. Let's let's rank quick. It's pretty weak. It is. Uh, Let's run it down. Number one, the Fatal 4 at WrestleMania 2000. Number two is T versus Piper. Three, Miz Cena. Four, Undertaker versus Roman. Five is Triple H versus Jericho. Six is Sid versus Hogan. Seven is Undertaker versus Sid, and eight is Triple H versus Randy Orton. Quinn, Roman Reigns versus Triple Horse um, is worse than H versus Orton. Yes, I agree with that statement. Is it because of literally no one cared? Nobody cared. Is it also because what the fuck are they doing with Triple H as the world champion in 2016? The build was also stupid. Worse than Triple H Orton. Yeah. For sure. Because it's just like, I won the Royal Rumble. Uh... And that's it. That's the whole bill. <laughs> yeah. They barely, I don't remember him doing much. I think he he fought Dean Ambrose at Fast Cards or whatever. <laughs> Fast Cards. If I recall. That was like the most he Yeah. All right. Is it worse than Undertaker Sid? I would say so. Is it worse than Undertaker? Yes. Right. Because Undertaker Sid, like we've talked about, it's still a traditional title change. The face wins. The first build's time, better. You know? I, I know that sounds stupid, but it is because of the whole crap going on yeah, in Yeah. Like, because it's seven. part of the Bret Hart yeah. Austin thing. Right, I it's agree with automatically you. better yeah. than this. And the right guy wins and people get her. It's yeah. already checked all the boxes mm-hmm. to put it better than. Okay. Is Triple H versus Roman Reigns worse than Sid Hogan from eight? Yeah, because there's some intrigue, I guess, if you're like living back then. Right. Well, it's Where, a Hulk Hogan match. Well, but also potentially his last match. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, think about Josh Kuhn. Right. He's think probably about like, Josh Kuhn. This is a big deal, right? Hulk yep. Hogan might be done. And you know what? 60... 60- Something thousand people in the Hoosier Dome agreed. Yeah, they did. They were into Hogan still. They want to see him rise above the skyline. Yeah. Whatever that was. <laughs> My biggest problem is that Hogan just looks like he didn't give a shit in that match. No. Honestly, that's the thing. looked like he cared. He's too smiley. He's I I never, he's just I like, never liked what he looked like at that. In 92, no. Yeah. But he just looked like withdrawn and disinterested, which you never saw out of him at not a not WrestleMania. To Papa Shango. <laughs> Why is he there? I still don't get it. <laughs> To this day, I'm like, what the fuck were we doing involving Papa Shago in this? It's, it's so weird. <laughs> I know, you're it's still right. the weirdest ending. You're you're right, but but it, it's better than boo. Yeah, like everyone all mad. Like that who the face one? Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. What about Triple H, Jericho? See, that's like flat. Part of that, though, is just because of its placement on the card. I, the the build is dumb because of the Lucy and all that. Yeah. But if that match came before Rock versus Hogan at 18, it wouldn't be on this list, I don't think. No. Triple H, Jericho, right? I mean, it's not bad in the ring, and the crowd's half into it. So you're saying that the, the match right. we're talking about here is worse. Than Triple H, Jericho? Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, Triple H having... F- Poor appearances on this, by the way. He's so... It's like the MVP of this flush, man. I mean, if it's a bad WrestleMania match, it must involve Triple H. It's fucking serious. Is it like every main event he's been in? I'm not even kidding. Like No, every- uh, 20's not on here. Oh, okay, 20's sure. good. 20's actually good. good yeah. yeah. There's someone in there that... We can't whatever, talk about but- it, though. <laughs> but actually, so I think Undertaker Roman and Triple, uh, Triple H, H Roman... Roman that is the... They're almost the same. The, they're almost the same, right? But which one's worse? I would say that Triple H Roman is worse. Oh, really? I was going to say Undertaker, but go ahead. I think the Undertaker one, I mean, at the very least, there's some legacy there. And, you know, people have a fondness okay. for the Undertaker. This is like combining two things people hate, Triple H and Roman Reigns together, right? At least with the Undertaker, it's like, well... It, might it is be, an Undertaker it match. It might be his last match. We're not sure. Yeah, and it's like, like Hogan. We want to be there for Undertaker, right? It's like that that's how you always feel with Undertaker during this time. It's like <laughs> I might be watching his last match, so I need to like make sure I, I take it in, right? But the Roman one, here's my problem, Quinn, with both the Roman Undertaker and the Triple H Undertaker, is no one cared. Right. So I guess it's just you're right. It has to boil down to which one is? I think people care the more. The lesser of two evils. More about the Undertaker, because they, they they just by default care more. I don't know. Now I don't think it's worse than Ms. Cena. So this is really? why this is why the line is right here. I don't know if I can put it above. I don't know if I can put it worse than Undertaker Roman. Really? Like, well, because I feel like that one. There's not a title on the line, and it's like, why the fuck do we care if Roman Reigns is fighting the Undertaker? Because That's how I felt at the time. I mean. It, 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 it's just, you have to think of it outside of our circle. It's like, it's Undertaker. Like, right? It's fucking Undertaker. How can, nobody hates the Undertaker. I'm sorry. Well, that's but, not true, but. Uh, but no, the general. I pump, don't like them. The general um, WrestleMania going public that's going to be there. Part They're there to see the Undertaker. They're not it's there. Like, they're there to fold their arms and be like, this isn't a good match. No, but I mean, like. I was next to them a lot at of, 35 a and lot they of, pissed me off. Damn, there was no Undertaker there. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's, they would have been happy if at least the Undertaker was there man those assholes booed everything that you're happened you're just judging off like two buttholes they represent next to them. <laughs> a certain segment of fans just, I don't like it I'm just saying it's like if Undertaker came out shut up <laughs> everyone would be like All right, we'll whoa it. Undertaker we'll, 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 we'll do it yeah, we'll do so, what you're saying so Triple H above that well you know what the thing is I don't want to see Triple H wrestle. I don't ever want to see Triple you know, H wrestle. Like in all seriousness, I don't want to see that anymore. His matches aren't that good. He's like it's not He's not that good. He was like, good at like 20 years like before his, now. His whole aim now is to be a better old man wrestler than Shawn Michaels was. You That's still always his, bring it back to that, don't you? Because it's his whole career. It's always like, got to be better than Shawn. That, that is literally every... like You can just see it. Right? It's like, Sean's like his fucking idol. And like, everything he does is like, I gotta one-up uh Shawn Michaels. Uh, like, every everything. Ah, fuck him. Alright, yeah. yeah. So, that'll stay there. You don't think it's worse than Miss Cena? Nah. Miss Cena, like we said, really? it led to three years of crap based off this ending. That was awful. I don't know, Quinn. I mean, Triple H Roman might be like one of the worst ones. Miss and Cena, in theory, ruined WrestleMania 28 and 29. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know if any other WrestleMania main event that has that impact. And some people might say it ruined CM Punk's title run. Also, yes, it, it, it ruined everything before it, and it ruined everything after it. All right, fine, let's leave it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm fine with it. All right, then. So that'll settle in at number four. Let's bring in Bret Hart and Yokozuna. Yoka. Um, it's not. I think it's worse than Triple H versus Orton. My. I think Triple H versus Orton is like the best thing on this list because it's not even bad. It really is. It's just a little boring because yeah. it's a Triple H Orton match and they're both boring wrestlers. Yeah, it's it's really not like But it's not horrible. It's Triple H's best performance on this list. Agreed. It, let's see well, let, how good too. Let's give him props uh eh, maybe yeah. uh, Brett Yokozuna makes sense as a world title match, though. I can't like dispute that. Like it makes right. sense. Bret Hart, the fighting champion, this is his biggest challenge. I know like, you want to defend Brett th- here, but this is definitely his poorest WrestleMania match. No, eleven is against Backland. That's, yeah, that's horrendous, Quinn. Horrendous. Anything with Baclum was bad. Okay, second worst. Um, But, again, they're in a corner here. We're booked into a corner. Because if Brett wins, that's the only good outcome, in my opinion. And Brett didn't win one way or another. Brett didn't he win, right? He was never going to win. No, and he was never going to win. So if Yoko wins and they end the show there, that stinks, right? I mean, the heel winning. Mm, come on, yellow belly. Right if Hogan comes out and uh, defeats Yokozuna, that's just a major curveball. Now, the fan, some of the fans popped, and I know people were into it. No, listen, I mean, people were, like... It's a creative okay, ending. Okay with it. I, I'm, I'm going to be unbiased. It's a creative ending. It's the only creative ending for a WrestleMania... Well, actually, never mind. We saw Papa Shango storm out. And The Warrior. Yeah. But they, again, that's like them kind of saying, yeah, we know this isn't that good, but here's a surprise for you. It's kind of right. that thing. You know what I mean? So with that said... I kind of like the whole I hate that Hogan comes. You know me. I don't I, like 93 can I, Hogan. Can but. I say something that might be a little controversial? I God. don't remember loving this match. Like, like I said, we haven't reviewed it again, but yeah, I don't but love it. I don't but remember good. the match itself. I don't it's okay. remember thinking it was that great. Better than Undertaker Sid as a match. I'll tell you that. That's, Better than Hogan Sid as a match. I think they're actually like very much on the same level, Undertaker. They're just boring. Like, Prey Yoko's not that boring, man. It's only like nine minutes long. It's it's pretty good. Eh it's not like I remember them the same way let's put it that way they're very like flat that's fine yeah it's not um it's not one of Brett's finer matches but honestly it's one of Yoko's better matches you know so there's that Did you always think that Brett seemed kind of like he didn't give a shit about this Yoko match because he knew he was gonna lose like there's something uh, there's something weird about him in this match I've always noticed I don't know I'll have to rewatch it I know that he uh he wasn't happy that Yoko cut out a ton of spots and went right right to the finish that I know uh, it was supposed to be a longer match. But that said, I mean, it's not just about the match quality. I don't know. I mean, Undertaker Sid, like I said, is at least a traditional, in the mold of a traditional main event where the champion defends. But and- here's, here's the one thing we have to factor in that we didn't even say. Go ahead. Is that you had said earlier in um, Royal Flush today. Yes. That, um, <laughs> yeah, earlier today in Royal yeah, Flush. You had said earlier that you considered the Hogan shenanigans it's part of, of the match. I do. Do they drag it down and like bring it a little bit worse than this. Cause I think they elevate it. Oh, I don't I, think they elevate I hate to it. Say, well, I think they. it's the same, Man, I think they heard it. They buoy it. Buoy. Buoyed. They do buoy a little they bit. They buoy because, like I said, it's a creative finish. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like that Hogan never fucking defended the title until King of the Ring. I don't know why. I it, don't like any of it. It feels much like Sid vs. Hogan rather than it feels like... <laughs> yeah. It feels almost like Undertaker and Sid is pretty standard fare at the at the it is. bare minimum. It's just a crummy match, but yeah. it's still standard fair. Right. It's not like it's very traditional. Right. It, to me, it lands with the Sid Hogan territory. Like I would feel comfortable actually putting it at number eight. And okay. putting like and then leaving it there. Well I because I don't think it's I don't think it's worse than Sid Hogan. Mm, does that make sense? I think yeah Because sm- I think Undertaker Sid, as much as we don't love the match at has got a little bit of a feel-good moment at the end no, and I stuff agree. like that I agree. And, and like the Hogan thing is something that should be a feel-good moment but not a lot of people feel good about it they lose Bret Hart and like Hulk Hogan interrupts everything just to be a dick yeah I mean, like, there's you know what I mean? yeah there's certainly people that were into it but there's also knowing the outcome yeah it didn't lead to anything good no. That's the main thing. It didn't actually do anything good. It would sound great on paper, like, oh, my God, Hogan returned. And everyone loved it because he yeah. saved the WWF from the big fat foreigner. But what really happened is Hogan was never on TV. When he was, it was taped promos from the fucking Thunder and Paradise filming location.
0: I took her out of the shower and as I was washing her down and stroking her tanks as I wrapped the largest legs in the world around her
1: gas tanks, brother. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. Yep. He's feuding with Money Inc. still on the house show loop, never defending the title. <laughs> this outcome sounds so poor this, that it's almost could be worse than Sid Versogan. That's what I mean. And then when he comes back, he loses to Yoko and we never hear from him again until eighteen. So And he only lost because the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. So in Can't that re- even go clean. <laughs> Can't even lose to Yoko clean. Like could you do that at the bare minimum if you're not gonna fucking come back? But seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard, yeah, it might be worse than Sid Hogan, yes. Wow, okay. But again... I'm surprised there. But does the Bret Hart factor, does that buoy it and keep... Right, him- it like, balances it or whatever, right? That's what I mean. We have two things in play here. If we're going strictly off of what the build main event was, you know what I mean? On the poster, Hogan's not on the poster against Yoka. He's on the poster against IRS and uh, I think, okay, uh, I'll say this. I, I really think the Bret Hart side of it saves it from being worse than Sid Hogan. Okay. That's my feeling. Then let's leave it there. Yeah. Brett, Yoko, Hogan. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's really what it should say. (laughs) Now, I just want to mention a couple of other names here before we wrap it up. Names that did get votes. Matches that did get votes, okay? And I was actually kind of surprised by this. Hogan versus Bundy at two. It stinks. Yeah, but it's not that bad. Yeah. It it had a good storyline. Disappointing. I think it's not a good cage match, but it's not horrible. It's like the wrestling classic of WrestleMania. It feels very classic. esque yeah. Okay. Uh, and then right below that was the WrestleMania Two Battle Royal, which was the build main event of Chicago. Oh, that, no, I forgot that that's the main event. It didn't go on last. The Dream Team thing did, but it's still the build had main Kathy event. Kathy Crosby and Gorilla. It's great. I don't yeah. mind it. I don't mind it at all. I'm well, serious. You say Kathy Lee, not that Kathy Lee. Well, I've never been to wrestling before. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Um, and then of course people were going to grumble if this one didn't get mentioned. Bam Bam versus LT. I don't think that's a bad match. I don't really. I didn't didn't really. I don't hate it. I can't even believe. I'm glad it wasn't. It's not bad. I don't hate it. And now, again. What a man. What a mighty good man. If you want to be like, well, it should be the world title going on last. I agree. Okay. But what Vince was trying here was mainstream. And he got a credible football player. Let's be honest. At WrestleMania 11, the whole show was such a piece of shit. Yes. That, like, having an actual person people knew
0: was, it was probably was
1: probably a better idea to yeah. know at the end. And I give LT credit. He wrestled a pretty fucking good match. As much as I love Diesel and Shawn Michaels, they're not... In no 1995, one yeah. Lawrence Taylor was a bigger star. Than anyone else on this show. Yes. Yeah. Believe it or not. Mainly in the New York area, but also, I mean, football fans throughout the like country know who he is. He was a football legend by 95, and he only had been retired for like a year or A year something. or two, yeah. yeah. Like, That's true. I remember that. Yeah. I remember when he retired. It was a big fucking deal. Yeah, it was. Not that anybody talks about Lawrence Taylor anymore, but... No, but uh, within its capsule? Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't love yeah. it either, though. I wouldn't... It's yeah. not good. But anyway, and then we also had Brock versus Roman. Uh, from Wrestle 34. Right, Wrestle 34. A- and Brock versus Goldberg from Wrestle 33. Ah, uh, whatever. Mm. I don't have anything to say about any of those. I don't have any issues with those matches. No, I really yeah. don't. But, Quinn, I guess we call it a season on the rankings and flush, right? Sure. This was a fun one, though. I had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. No, this number- is a good list. Yeah, it is, I think. At number one, Triple H Rock Big Show Mick Foley, WrestleMania 2000. Number two, Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 2 boxing match. Three, The Miz vs. Cena, Wrestle 27. Four, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. New on the list. Yes, WrestleMania 32. Uh, number five, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 33. Number six, Triple H again <laughs> against Jericho at 18. The king of bad matches at <laughs> <in> WrestleMania. <laughs> and the, uh, number seven is Sid vs. Hogan at 8. Number eight is Bret Hart versus Yoko and also Yoko Hogan thing, WrestleMania 9 number 10 undertaker versus sid at 13 and rounding it out with yet another appearance he's on 40 percent of this list triple h versus randy orton at WrestleMania. It's what an, what an all-star triple h is. If we've established something it's that our fans do not like triple h in the main event of wrestlemania does anybody really like triple H? not really yeah uh with that said thank you guys for voting obviously vote next season when we come back, it is time to play The Feud. Ooh. That's right. A very special Family Feud review coming up right after this. He ruled the ring for over a decade. He filled more arenas than Ali, Foreman, and Sugar Ray combined. He's been crowned WWF champion an unprecedented four times. This April 4th, live on pay-per-view, the immortal Hulk Hogan is back. WrestleMania,
0: the World Wrestling Federation's greatest spectacle, watch the return of Hulk Hogan
1: as he teams with Brutus the Barber Beefcake to wage war with a heartless money for the WWF Tag Team Championship.
0: WWF Champion, Brett the Hitman Hart, attempts to do what no man has
1: done before. Beat the 505-pound sumo warrior, Yokozuna. WrestleMania, live Sunday, April 4th, only on Pay-Per-View. Are you looking for something new? You've got to try C Howard violets. That's right, guys. I promise you've never had a candy like this before. They're unique, they're delightful, they're addicting. And listen, I wouldn't do this if they weren't. In fact, I want you to go to chowardcompany.com right now. Pause the show. Pick up their sampler get a pouch of violets. Heck, buy a violet shirt. Just tell them OVP sent you there. You've heard about the blue chew. Well, this is the purple chew. And I'm telling you, these things are truly delicious. Even Quinn likes them now. Again, that's chowardcompany.com. The letter C, howardcompany.com. And remember, tell them OVP sent you there. Because you've got to try the violets. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 220, the finale uh, we thank you guys for a great season. Also, try see Howard Violets. Yeah, even Quim likes them now. They're pretty good. You do a couple more quick administrative things. Is that uh, if you want to buy a OVP T shirt, we don't plug this a lot. We don't put a lot of you know effort into that, but we do have T shirts available on Teespring.com. Yes. That's T E Spring.com. Okay, you can get our shirts there. And also, we if you want to donate, but you don't have um like you don't have any desire for extra content or any kind of recurring thing, Yeah, we did set up a Ko-Fi uh, a while ago, which is ko-fi.com slash OVP podcast. That's if you just want to do like a quick one-time donation or whatever. Any amount, doesn't matter. Yeah, and again, we were asked how people could donate. We right. didn't do this so people would just give us a ton of money. Yeah, people it's, asked just, us, it's just a side thing if you're interested. Yeah, but what we wanted to do here is, as we always do at the end of the season, we shout out other wrestling podcasts that are much like us. And what we mean by that is they're not backed by a big money network. They don't have former wrestlers on there. They're not Conrad and his whole fucking empire of shows. The Conrad empire. Yeah. The CE. Yeah. Which no offense to him, successful businessman. These are people just like us with regular jobs throughout the day that do this because they love doing it. Mm -hmm. Talking about little Petey. Greetings from Allentown. We always shout him out. Uh, He also does his other show with Keithy, which is a GFA live, but Keithy, Keithy, big supporter of the show. The longtime friend of the show. Greetings from Allentown. Another one, our Southern Fried Brethren. That's the... uh, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Yeah, very, very unprofessional. Hey, they're self-admittedly very filthy as they yeah. cover the uh, the southern wrestling, and that of course is booking the territory with Mike Mills. Somebody's got to get down in the dirt That's with the NWA right. over there. And they are dirty. Mm-hmm. There's also the Chick Foley show. Big friends of the show, supporters. They do the figs and the wrestling. So there's people that are into the figs. The figs. Yeah, there's figs. They'll talk about figs, but also the wrestling. So Chick Combo Foley Show. Combo Show. There's also the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Big fans of ours as well. Uh, that's Steve and Eric. They talk about old wrestling, much like we do. There's also, we got to mention this man, Bill yankovic Oh, Bill. There he is. The wrestling man, a longtime OVP original. Day, like, day one. Day one. Day one with us. Episode one. Yeah. And he has hosted a show for, I don't know, 45 years. And he just does, does it for the love of the game. Yep. That wrestling show with Bill Yankovi. Check it out. Also, our friend Mike Prue has oh, a Mike show. Mike Prue, yes. You know Prew. Uh The Bottom Line cast, chronicling the career of Cold Stone, Steve Austin. It's a, it's a long career. There's also Talking Taker, which chronicles the career of, guess who? The Undertaker. No. No. <laughs> of course it is, Glenn. Yes, The Undertaker. And a big friend of the show, Luke Jennings, the hype man, he has a show uh, called the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. You can check that one mm-hmm. out as well. Okay. Is anybody doing uh, Talking Regis just yet? You know, you probably should, yeah, At least start it up. Let's get that going for go. next season. Anyway, folks, thank you guys for a great season. We have a special review, as we usually do, to end the uh, season. Yes, yeah, special. Now, this one was inspired by, uh, actually, a few months back when we were doing WrestleMania 8. Right. Bobby Hanen was talking about it at WrestleMania 8 when Ray Combs is there. Yeah. You know, that he'll be on the nighttime version. Make nighttime. sure you're watching the nighttime. Yep. Of Family Feud with uh, Sherry Martell and a few others. And I was like, you know what, Richie, can you get this for us? And yes. Of course, mate. I can get the tape for you. I don't know full call about Family Feud or whatever he said, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, Family Feud, quick background here, was a game show and a very, and still is actually a very popular one, mm-hmm. although it dipped a lot in the uh, later 90s. Family Feud is a game show that grew out of something called the Match Game, which was a very popular game show in the early 70s Uh to about 80 or so, 81.
0: Reporter said to the 139-year-old man, tell me, old man, what is the secret of your long life? And the wise old man said, simple young fella, I blank 10
1: times every day.
0: Well, I would assume that I'll at least match bread if I say have
1: sex. (laughs) And Richard Dawson had been a panelist on Match Game, and Richard Dawson was a, a British man that became an American citizen, I believe, and was uh, notable for being on Hogan's Heroes. That was his big thing, and then he was a panelist, and funny guy, witty guy. He was uh, the standout, kind of like the, the centerpiece of gotcha. Match Game. Okay? Gotcha. And they developed this new show called Family Feud, and Richard Dawson all but demanded that he host it, okay. essentially, okay? Well, so, I mean, why not, right? Why not? He's popular. So Family Feud debuts in 1976 on ABC, part of the ABC canon. Always, if it's a game show, it's most likely. The other stations, they stink at game shows, (laughs) NBC and CBS. And this was on the um, the nighttime version. Yeah, CBS (laughs) is good during the day with game shows, but not at night. Not at night. So Richard Dawson hosts this and becomes a wildly popular show. Actually, more so than Match Game, which right. was inspired by, right? Yeah, I feel like Family Feud was a really, really big deal. It really was, was a, a big kid deal. At waste. And Richard Dawson was known for um, seemingly being drunk all the time and be half drunk and kissing all the women, blah, blah, blah. That's, right? a, that's the charm, right? It's yeah. that old school, this is a party atmosphere style with the game shows that they used to do. For what? For putting my picture up on that wall. I'm like Richard Dawson down there now. <laughs> Very loose and fast on Family Feud. Yeah, that's like a 50s style thing, if you ask me. Like a lot of it, if you, watch, if you watch a lot of the 50s game shows, it's always like it just seems like they're drinking, they're <laughs> fucking around, basically. That's basically what Match Game was yeah. and what uh, Family Feud <laughs> felt yeah. like as well. And the syndicated version actually began in 77, a year after the ABC version. Both versions ended in 1985. Okay. okay. A few years later, we get to the version that we're on now, but let's jump ahead. Richard Dawson comes back for one more season 94-95 on the uh, syndicated Didn't do that well in the ratings So that is it for Richard Dawson in 1995 They bring him back again in 1999, the revival, with Louis Anderson, and he's like, ah, feud Oh, this, yeah. the Louis Anderson <sighs> And he's okay. John, Susie, let's play the feud Then, Al Borland Richard Carn himself takes that, over that, from- Okay, that was weird. That was really weird We have our champs returning for the second time The Finger Family <laughs> 02 to 06 we have al borland i don't think so tim 2006 to 2010 we have mr peterman john oh. hurley played we surveyed 100 people top six answers are on the board to try to get the most popular answer what was up with the family feud the like weird like <laughs> side people on a popular TikTok. Right. like that aren't even the stars <laughs> yep but then we got a uh, the oh, an enduring host the one that's hosted it. i think the longest now at this point right since 2010 took the ratings way back up and made it a very popular show, mainly because he just, like, makes funny faces when people say stupid shit. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, their M.O. now. It's a game it's not... machine now. Yeah, it might might as well not be a game show. It's just Steve Harvey reaction faces. Name something that follows
0: the word pork. You pie. Huh?
1: <laughs> he's, he's good. He is. No, he's great at it. I'm, I applaud him I for mean, that. I mean, Steve Harvey... Keep him away from Miss America. He took the the family feud. Now he's kind of, like... I don't know. He's kind this of like is his the, show, man. He's like the host of Hollywood. He even has the reputation, didn't he? Like mess up that one time yes. at the Oscars, but like then they like made fun of it. I like think it was he, Miss America, wasn't it? It was something he like did wrong, and then like he came back the next year and like made up for it. Yes, bit. but he's like, I feel like he's America's host now. Yep, like him and like Ryan Seacrest or something. I have no problem with Ryan Seacrest. I'm I don't just saying, there's, hear like, it. there's a couple it's fine. of there's a couple of people in the entertainment industry who are like just known as good hosts and like Steve Harvey's one of them apparently so and it very successful with Family Feud and he right. currently hosts it but the version that we're reviewing started in 1988 and it starred as the host a young man named Ray Combs now yes. Ray Combs outside of if you're a WWF fan you know and you've seen him at WrestleMania 8 and Survivor Series 93 he actually had a unique job he was the warm-up comedian for several sitcoms mm-hmm uh, including the Golden Girls, and I've seen him on Tonight Show. a pretty funny routine, actually. A quick-witted guy if you hear him on Family Feud or if you hear him on Commentary with Bobby Heenan. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think German
0: is the most unromantic language in the entire planet. You can be with somebody who loves you, and they're about to kiss you. You break into German. A quick
1: word on my opinion of this, just real quick. This feels like up Feels like the the Miller Boyette version of Family Feud. I don't right. know why, because I don't know. It just seems very like. He seems very, like, not as raunchy as, like, it's like the kid-friendly, a lot like... better than kissing random women the whole fucking TGIF show. TGIF version of... Bourbon of, breath over here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying he's, he's like, the more family-friendly host. Well, and then yeah, he was younger and uh, yeah. not an old crotch like uh, Richard Dawson was. He seems like a guy that would be on a CBS sitcom in he the in, been. in the 90s. You know, I wish he was. Yeah, like, CBS, not ABC yeah, or CBS. NBC. Not good enough for that. So there was Just <laughs> say There was the syndicated version From 88 to 93 And there was the CBS version as yeah. well And this is the CBS version That we're watching So Quinn Without any further ado It's time To play The feud Family feud May 11th 1992 What have I gotten myself Into this time? Let's find out Michael So we get a cold open With a bell ring, You know Cause wrestling Oh, and there's ring ropes, and yeah. the announcer Gene Wood is in a big tuxedo doing like a 1950s body, you know, ladies and gentlemen, because that's how they announce in the uh, 90s. God, old as shit. <laughs> Gene Wood was old, yeah. Gene Stapleton, more <laughs> like <laughs> 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 Fucking old. Ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, we see clips of tonight's teams. Jimmy Hart choking Ray Combs. Great, I'm okay with that. Nasty Boy Nobbs giving him an airplane spin. Love him. The Mountie hitting Ray. <laughs> in How the, the- fucking Mountie <laughs> get on this? It's amazing. Hitting Ray in the balls with the shock stick. I love him more. Sherry pantsing Ray. Fuck yes. Sherry. Sherry on like regular TV is always a good guy. <laughs> Therefore. And then Bobby Heenan flat out punching Ray. Oh, hell yes. I love this team a lot. What this a is a great, this <laughs> is like is. An all-star team of like stupid heels. Yep, I love it. Uh, and their opponents, Quinn, are the WBF body stars. Oh, mm, boy. The champion, champion <laughs> Gary Stridum, Ugh. Giant Killer Danny Padilla, um, the future Jim Quinn. Who? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Not to be confused with the other WBF guy, by the way, Mike Quinn. Not to be confused with you. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Major Guns Eddie Robinson. A wrestler who's like seventy-five. Eddie Robinson. Thinking of Billy Robinson. Oh, sorry. Is that the one from the wrestler? Yeah. I think I need to use my drop kick to I'm, beat him. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Whatever he says, isn't that whole movie like Vern being like, "I can beat him with the drop kick"? Yep, it's it's exactly. We reviewed it. It's horrible. Go find. It's like a long time ago. Reviewed it. Just like how old the movie is. Hey, honey, look at me watching the film of Billy Robinson. He's good. That whole scene where they like they just in his like shitty Lake Lake Minnetonka like living room. Like where they like they, they get like an old timey film. It's not <laughs> yeah. even on TV. Yeah. And isn't there also like a scene of all the old time promoters at the pool? Yeah. Vince McMahon Senior's like, Vern, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's all real. It's anyway. Way too many people in that movie. <laughs> anyway, Quinn, rounding out the uh or more on the WBF team here, we have Newer, yes the return she's done at the scrunchy convention or whatever <laughs> yeah, the scrunchy convention, remember? yes that was her big thing that's a big deal uh anyway ray was shirtless for all those clips if you're interested i don't know why and before we actually even started let me just quickly refresh anyone if you don't remember what the wbf was it was a thing that vince started because he thought he could be successful promoting bodybuilding or he just liked bodybuilding yeah. which is i think the real reason to be honest with you it just turned into a weird lifestyle show where vince <laughs> wore sweatpants and cameo like I don't know, went to, like, stuff. And Lex Luger fucked around. It yeah. was actually entertaining. Yeah, Lex Luger, <laughs> it, it was the star of the show, <laughs> well, really. It was good. You can see me in the yard here. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We're, Central Park. You know, I like going to Central Park <laughs> and hanging out. <laughs> anyway, the teams make their way down, and Gene Wood announces the host, Radiant Ray Combs. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the star of family, dude dream-
1: Ray makes his way out, says hi to everybody. Quinn, this WWF team is already such a scene. Can I say I appreciate the wrestlers being in full fucking costume <laughs> yep. for this? It's absurd, especially Sherry and Mounty look insane. Yeah, like Mounty like, in his uniform. Yeah, and Sherry in the full, like, Shawn Michaels, yep. like, the whole thing. It's the red version of the one she wore at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's just the red edition. It's the red edition. Uh, and tonight, Quinn, they're going to be playing for $10,000 for charity, of course. Yeah. Ray almost says World Federation. Good. He knows. <laughs> Will it be
0: the world, Fe- the world Wrestling Federation superstars?
1: Bobby gets a big pop, by the way. Ray goes over to talk to him. Bobby calls him Monty. <laughs> good. I, I don't understand why, but he, it's fine. It's good. Uh, Ray now actually says Wrestling Federation. No uh, world. He knows. He knows. Wrestling Federation. Bobby says they're going to be playing for the Special Olympics of Connecticut tonight. Very nice. Very and nice. They, it's weird. The heels playing for charity and like no gimmick that they will pocket the <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking somebody's going <laughs> to slip. <laughs> you know, D-Biase like I and IRS were there maybe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're playing it straight. Like, yeah, they're not even acting like heels. Really? No. They're like, being nice. Because like when they say like the charity or whatever, all of them are like clapping like happily. It's like yeah. even the, in the WBFs like, oh, good for them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You like, you can't it, make fun of that. Yeah. We now go to Meet the Body Stars, and they're really interesting. Looking so <laughs> stupid. Oh, my God. Now, Gary Strideham says they're playing for the Sloan Kettering Foundation. Can't make fun of that. Now, I thought he at first, I'm not going to, oh, no. uh, this is not meant to be a joke, no, but I really ahead. thought he said the Sloan Catering Foundation, <laughs> and I was like, that's a shitty charity, <laughs> like catering. Got to make sure they get all of and their olive oil from their ham and exactly. all the turkey breast there. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, we play, we're playing for Sloan Kettering Foundation. Now, Gary points to uh, the guy next to him, Eddie Robinson, and he says he's also a champion. He's not a champion. Champion of what? Nothing. His yeah. neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Cameo has a leather coat, and Danny Padilla is about the height of Danny DeVito. Jim good Quinn Lord. decides to move his pecs around before we start. Just I'm good. For no reason. Anyway, we start. Uh, the first face off here is Bobby versus Gary. Bobby immediately, before Ray even attempts to read the question, Bobby presses the buzzer and then blames it on Gary.
0: Thousand for their great charity. The top six answers are. He did. He did. We're playing Psychic Feud. You slap the buzzer, Bobby. Can you give me the answer to the question I have not? He yet read?
1: The- Not even one second, and Brain can't like help himself. Like <laughs> he immediately, like immediately. Yep. And Ray actually has to ask the judge, like for real, like what do I do? Should I read the question again? Yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> so the question. We asked 100 people, real or fictional, name someone who is known for having big muscles. Bobby Heenan says Superman. <laughs> Gary says the Hulk. Well, he actually says the, <laughs> Ray says, the Hulk or whatever. Which is, which is correct, usually, anyway. <laughs> That's what people call him. Yep, so that is correct. Oh, number five, by the number way. Number five, yeah, yeah, one of the lower answers. We go to Eddie Robinson now, and he says... uh. My homie Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, <laughs> we what? We don't need to call him that. That's a little much. We're gonna go with our homie Arnold Schwarzenegger. He even raised like no one calls him that. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Eddie then literally for no reason calls out Knobs across the thing. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> He's like challenging Knobs, and Knobs is like, what? What the fuck are you? fucking fuck you <laughs> <laughs> And the one, just like a big scene. You're all talk, all a piece talk. of rock, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Looking extra fat, <laughs> yeah. which I love. He yeah. looks all chunky because he's wearing his Knobs muscle tee or whatever. Yeah, you know? so you can see his like big <laughs> fat the, armpit, fat armpit, like the Pitty armpit. City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see Pity City, Pity County, also yeah. over there. Anyway, Ray reminds us of a survey. Yeah, Cam- we go to Cameo who doesn't even fucking remember the question. She takes forever, which pisses Knobs off even more. <laughs> yeah. He's already riled up over there. She's what like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but- she's like. What's the question? Like yep. I'm not kidding. She wasn't paying attention. She was not She's thinking about the scrunchie convention. That's right. Do you know
0: a Cameo? Can you ask me the question again?
1: And she says Steve Reeves, Hercules, and yeah, it is on there at the bottom of the survey. Mm-hmm. And then Nobs and Sherry taunt Cameo. I say it's weird seeing Nobs and Sherry yelling at Cameo. It's like a weird crossing of universes yep. that I never expected <laughs> to see. Exactly. Uh, Danny Padilla here says Samson. <laughs> Also, why is he like forty seven? He's so old. Anyway, he's like mu- he's like up to my waist. I- he's so short. Future Jim Quinn bounces his pecs around and then picks Charles Atlas. What? Ray, the inventor of the map. Back to Gary, who picks Tarzan. Okay. Ray goes over to Jimmy, who picks. <laughs> Mighty Mouse, baby! What? <laughs> Mighty Mouse. That was a weird guess. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> Mountie, Hulk Hogan. All begrudgingly, <laughs> too. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. And then Knobs agrees, and Sherry does, too. <laughs> They're all annoyed about it, which I love that little touch. The kayfabe? Yeah. They're, yeah, we gotta pick Hogan. And then yeah. we go to Bobby, who he's gonna pick Hulk Hogan for the steal! Yes. yes. The other two answers. The Popeye. The Popeye. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think of any of this i didn't think of the popeye at all ray does a horrible popeye laugh he's like gig, gig, gig. He's like, shut up not ray. even close shut up <laughs> and then atlas yeah so okay this is <laughs> this is immediately i'm like very confused because i'm like okay well like jim a, quinn did say he said atlas yeah he said charles atlas he's like what i don't get it like i don't understand i don't understand either <laughs> and ray's like hey uh you ever hear of atlas you asshole like the one from 2,000 years ago or whatever. What an idiot. (laughs) Nobs even taunts him. This whole thing's incredible. Nobs like, ha ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) Although this, okay, can I, this is a little unfair. Why? Because I thought if you say like Atlas in any form, like it doesn't matter if you specify, no? This isn't Jeopardy. I thought if you get the word, you get credit. Maybe, but maybe because he said Charles Atlas. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it was reversed. I think actually he meant Atlas, but he was like, he was trying to think of somebody recent or you should something. Tony Atlas. Yeah. He might've gotten it. Possibly. Cause nobody <laughs> knows who that is anyway. No. Anyway, we go to break and we come back Quinn with Sherry versus Eddie Robinson. Sherry looks good. Can I just say, you can just say, uh, I'm going to say it. She looks good here. The question, name a place you wish people wouldn't take babies. Sherry buzzes first. Honolulu, Hawaii. She's fantastic. And the crowd laughs at that, which she even like giggles back. Like yeah. there's like a moment of realism yep. where she knows she sort of said something stupid, but at the same time, you know she probably went to Honolulu, Hawaii for like vacation and yeah. got mad that there was a kid there and or then, something. And then she yells like all funny. She's like, come on, you go to Honolulu, Hawaii, you wish they wouldn't take the Rugrats. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's good. Hey, come
0: on, give me a break. You go to Hawaii, the last thing you want to do is Rugrats. Sherry, rug rats. Hold on. Sherry,
1: So survey says, Eddie says the movies, which fair. I I don't disagree. And Sherry, that's a stupid call. (laughs) Sounding like Miss Piggy. (laughs) Like it's the the typical Sherry, Miss Piggy, angry thing. That's a stupid call. You're stupid. (laughs) Yep. And Eddie's like, well, maybe you've never been in the movies. Anyway, survey says. Okay. Cameo says a restaurant, which gets number two. Okay. Danny Padilla says a football game. He's really good, isn't he? (laughs) He's the worst person on it. I mean, Sherry said some silly shit, but he's—he doesn't get anything right. even Nobbs mocks him again, right? Yeah, Nobbs is like, (laughs) yeah, seriously. I love Nobbs. Jim Quinn says a restaurant. Nope. Gary, the intellect, the bar. Actually, a good guess. I know uh, Nobbs off-screen. The bar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The bar. All right. Still alive, if we. And then Sherry says, "Strike, strike, strike." She's great, by the way. I know she's so good, but yes, the bar is actually on there. Eddie is up next, and he says, "Swimming." What the fuck? What is that? Guess survey says. <laughs> yeah, get out of here with that. What's your problem with taking a baby swimming? What's wrong yeah, with that? Most right? people take a kid to yeah. the pool. It's like they, you know, put them in the baby pool or whatever. Yeah. So Jimmy Hart for the steel airplanes, Mountie, airplanes, (laughs) knobs, beach. (laughs) Sherry says beach. Bobby, though, the captain here, he picks airplanes. I agree with them, by the way, before we even get the answer. That makes a lot of sense. Isn't that like the notorious, like, annoying? annoying. Yeah. 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 Listen, thankfully, I never had to take him on on an airplane yet. Yeah. uh, But when he was a baby, especially, I I feel bad for the other people. I get it. I understand. Like, we got to make sure. The, the kids quiet Yeah, here. you totally understand that so survey says wait what seriously how is that not on Who did there the survey <laughs> like for this the last two answers were church and wedding why that, <laughs> those are two things you always take a baby to like what, what is the survey a bunch of jerks Just, yeah. like seriously like, the, the last two were bizarre yeah i mean airplane is not on there at all I always see babies at weddings. That is like normal. Yeah. Seen, I don't even like think anything of, of it because plenty you're in a big of hole of people. You can't even hear the baby cry if it cries. And because- a lot of times they don't. The ones yeah. I've been to, they don't. No. And anyway. church is just like, I don't know. What like- are you supposed to do with the kid? Anyway, we go to break now. And we come back where Ray literally says WF. The WF. See? He knows. It's real. It's not because he- of parv. Yeah, this is this is pre-parv. What the fuck is parv? Anyway, Nobs versus Cameo now with their designer stretchy pants like definitely like you know she got them from the festival I got these pants from the scrunchie festival in Munich Germany or now, whatever now can I can I ask a question just yeah. I didn't note it or anything what but don't you think they missed an opportunity of sensational Sherry and Cameo like crossing paths here like directly Oh, that would have been good. I like. I would li- like to know what would happen. Sherry would have like, been fantastic, just taunting her and stuff. It would have been so good. It would have been really good. Yeah. Uh, the question here. This is a real thinker, Quinn man. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite food? Cameo says pizza. Survey says number one. Actually, don't by think the way, they they served that one right up. Like, yeah, that I was know. that was super easy. Seriously, you could have said like anything. I like, think. Be <laughs> honest with you. Pizza's a good pick though. Yeah. To be fair, right. Now Knobs gets all fussy about that. Ray has to like intervene, trying mm-hmm. to like hold him back and all that. Right, this right. whole thing is so good, Quinn. Nobbs is like the MVP of this show. He's incredible. Well, you always said the nasties are good representatives for the company. They are. They really are. Like they just—I don't know why—they just like translate well. They just do. Yeah. They're like a real life bebop and rocksteady man. They're just yeah, awesome. But you can tell that they're legitimately nice people on top of it. They're the outside kind of, thing, of wrestling they're the I kind think, of yeah. thing that they they're good at acting in character but you could see them like just acting like regular people they don't seem like it doesn't seem unrealistic right for whatever reason like if I met Nobs, I'm sure he would like give me a big handshake and a hug and like, like on, brother want an autograph yeah. like if I met him tomorrow yeah. like he would do all of this maybe we can arrange that Quinn yeah mm, Nobs-y, baby Nobsy baby uh, Danny Padilla the MVP of his team is up next and <laughs> he <laughs> He he picks ice cream. (laughs) Wrong. He's literally the worst player. (laughs) He's got every single thing wrong. (laughs) Who is this guy? I don't even remember him at all. He's not... I think he's not supposed to tell people his favorite food. He's supposed to think of what people would say in the survey. Can I got it? Ice cream doesn't seem way off, though, right? It's like not when you think favorite foods, like you think of like what you would eat for dinner or something, right? That's like a favorite dessert. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Jim Quinn is up next and he says hamburger. Good guess. Yeah. Now, I was like, what the fuck? Like Hamburgers are, that's like a lot of people's favorite food. Is like, this still America, people? Yeah. Where Was this in fucking Belgium? Did <laughs> yeah. they take this survey? <laughs> like, what is this? Even Ray can't believe that. Yeah, and, he's like, this is ridiculous. So then, then Gary Stridham next, and he picks steak. And then Ray mocking like <laughs> <Yeah>. the survey. <laughs> yeah. He says, which is pretty much ground hamburger. <laughs> survey says... Yeah, okay, good. Finally. Number two, Eddie Garfield Robinson over here <laughs> says lasagna. And this one's some kind of bullshit, it's huh? A weird like, question. Yeah. So we go to Jimmy for the steal potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah. The Mountie, hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> They're so, all just saying shit. <laughs> it's so funny. Nobs, uh, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, spaghetti. So Bobby has the final say, right? And he picks spaghetti, which is I was like, really? No, no. He said this though. He's like, "We'll see if Sherry redeems herself yeah, true, or whatever." That's true. why he picked it. Survey says, nice. Yeah. yeah, and the heels are killing it's it today. Like, they've stolen like everything. And then, this is the funniest part. Mountie's like all the way on the other end from yeah. Bobby. He wanders over to Bobby to celebrate that for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah. The other two answers, by the way, chicken. Good mm-hmm. one. Seafood. So, Nobzy would have been right. They would have counted right. lobster for that. Anyway, we get another face off. I can't believe we're analyzing this. You know, <laughs> fucking matters. You got, got to do something. <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> another face off now. This time, Mounty versus Danny Padilla. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> also, Mounty looks like Andre the Giant next to him. Well, Danny Padilla is allegedly the giant killer. Right. He's also like 50. He ain't the Mounty killer, though. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Ray says WF again.
0: You can win, WF. You can win.
1: Meanwhile, the question. Name something that people try to open with their teeth. The Mountie says, a beer. And the crowd chuckles, but he's right. Number three. Unbelievable. Danny? Uh, pop. Thanks, Mr. Minnesota, but <laughs> wrong. <laughs> what to- do you want? Get out of here. <laughs> Over to Jimmy for the steal. Uh, gum wrapper survey says come on heels I thought he was going to get that I didn't think that was going to be on there I I, I really thought Jimmy was wrong I was like Jimmy baby because Jimmy's been a little all over the place. if if, if it was the reverse situation Jimmy would be in the Danny Padilla spot or whatever his name is that's true though we go now to Bobby who says bag of chips survey says and right at number one awesome Sherry now holds Ray's hand for no reason. When yeah, he like asks. all like the big guests. Yeah. Like Sherry's like, I don't know. I don't know. Come over here, Ray. Come on, like, Ray. Yeah, no, you know, you know, it's Ray, like the Sherry like kind of easing him over <laughs> yeah. shit. Like that's what's going on. It's like a gimmick. You can tell. <laughs> yep. And uh, she says, Pecans. <sighs> Survey says... Holy ah! shit that's right I, I couldn't believe this one Me neither cuz it was like nuts or something <laughs> yeah, it was so nuts. like counted, counted. Right? yeah good Quentin. the WF wins and the heels celebrating like heels not yeah. jumping for joy like in the center yeah. <laughs> like it all and he's getting all like Friendly with Ray. It's, it's very heroic. It's great. Yeah. We go to break and Ray says, don't go away because the WF will be playing for 10 grand. On, WF. WF.
0: We're coming back. Don't go away. That WF won for 10 grand.
1: We're back and Nobbs is up first. It's a big moment. Here we go. 15 seconds on the clock. The first question. What's the best sport to take up if you want to meet someone of the opposite sex? Nobs says, football. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is he serious with that? It's getting dire. Yeah. Piece of equipment that a gymnast uses. <laughs> Knob's answer is tennis racket. Come on, Knobsy. I mean, I know he's supposed to be dumb and kayfabe, but really here? Tennis racket. I think he just like, he was like, because the clock. Yeah. I think he was just the first like sports equipment that came to his head. Because he heard gymnast, right? Yes. And he probably thought Gym. Yeah, Not but you're probably net. right. Yeah, You're probably right. Something that people do on a cruise ship. Nobs says, swim. Okay, that makes sense. Not that's bad. that's a good guess. You should have a pool, right? No. There's an ocean. They, they show they let it you on you off. the ad. Yeah. <laughs> they show the pule. They show the pule. Pul. Besides pills, name a cure for headaches. Nobs is like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he looks so disappointed in himself because like, the time expires I there. Mean, he's playing for charity. He yeah. cares. He does get. He wants to help <laughs> oh, yeah. the... the sloan catering what's this no Uh, uh, special olympics Olympics. yeah so anyway that's it time ran out the football answer gets him three points all and Uh, some guy from the crowd mocks him yeah (laughs) then he's like hey at least i got three points he's great (laughs) good sport about it right three at least i got three points. For the equipment question, obviously, there's no tennis racket in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Nob's like, ah, ah, you confused me. <laughs> Rob's trying not to laugh at his stupid guess. <laughs> yeah. like He actually like was kind of cracking up. Yeah, uh, The cruise ship one, hey, swimming gets him. There, it's something. Five, yeah. yeah. Disappointing display, though. I, uh, it's poor Nobs. He tried. He really did. I know, because he was like the second in command of this team, right? Bobby's I number one. I felt Sherry was, but. She wasn't that good. I know she <laughs> wasn't, but I'm I'm saying she was the most more active one. She was very annoyed. Yeah. Uh but here comes Bobby out of isolation who of course slightly trips getting into the stage because of course there wasn't toilet paper on his fucking shoe or something either. Or some comment about it. Oh man, he's so good, isn't he? Yeah. Now Ray says that Bobby needs 192 (laughs) points. Holy shit. For the biggest comeback in the history of the show and then Bobby just walks away. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, he's back now. 20 seconds on the clock for the sport question. You know, name a sport you want to take up to meet women. Bobby says tennis. That's a very good question guess very good because yeah. doubles doubles. Yeah. i think that was a layup for me or guess right yeah. well even for bobby that yeah. was like that's something he'd think of definitely the number two uh for the equipment here bobby says a barbell not sure about that i think everyone keeps hearing gym and not gymnasts. yeah exactly and that, they, they keep doing this yep. like, both of them heard that <laughs> i know uh number three what to do on a cruise eat and it makes a lot of sense lot that was a sense. good good guess there yep. number four uh, another cure for headaches. Sleep. A good guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I would have said hot towel. I kept thinking that Hand like towel. Like a hot towel on your head. Fred cut towel. They you know when you're young yeah, and your parents helps. you got a headache that yeah. a hot towel it's on your nice head. It's nice now if you yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. Or a cold one. Right. Uh, and number five, we get a new question here that Nobs didn't get to. Name something that you peel. Bobby says an apple. Seriously, that seems weak. Mm, yeah, yeah, the other fruit. Well, not a banana. Right. That, that was probably one. Yeah, probably banana. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyway Tennis gets him 44 points. Oh, fuck right. Okay. The gymnast equipment, obviously, Mm -hmm. gets him zero. Ray says the number one answer to that was the parallel bars. Bobby's like, yeah, same thing. (laughs) It's a bar of some kind. (laughs) Yep. Number three, the cruise one gets him 36 points. Great. He's excellent. Okay, Bobby Bobby might be able to pull this off, right? Number four, the headache cure gets him 33 points. Okay, very good. All right, it's all done. This one, I don't have much faith in an apple. Oh, it's all down to that. Number five, get some five points. Uh, oh! <laughs> no money, huh? Number one, no. Number yeah. one was an orange. And Bobby, well, that's like an apple. Not Val- a banana, huh? No, I guess not. Yeah, I would have thought banana too. Yeah. What did they survey here? Where know. were they? It was pretty bad surveys today. Just a survey. Yeah. Valiant effort though by Bobby Heenan. Valiant effort. Very valiant. Anyway, as we fade away, Nob says to Bobby, I didn't give you no help, brother. And yeah, Bobby's it, like, no, you didn't. You didn't give no help, <laughs> <then>. <laughs> it's very sad. No no money for the Special Olympics. <laughs> I huh? know. Do they get s- something? I don't know. They don't yeah. say they do. You uh, would think they do anyway, right? They have to, right? At least like $1,000. Something, right? Yeah, I like, hope so. I mean, you think they, they're making a TV show here. They got a little bit of money yeah. <laughs> lying around. Right. the charity yeah so we go to break we come back to say goodbye gene wood now runs down how a member of the studio audience will receive a member by the way (laughs) one member they get all this shit yes (laughs) well, that's a great package (laughs) mediquick spray the fuck is that ben gay it's kind of like um you spray it on for your cuts and bruises or whatever (laughs) why Uh, would anybody want that as like a door prize (laughs) it's horrible well hey look there's more quinn (laughs) Tetley iced tea. Uh, how 90s of them. <laughs> His or her watches from the Lucien Picard Royal Collection. Yeah, I don't remember those on Star Trek. <laughs> plastic, plastic coat spray paint. That's for the nasties, obviously. Oh, right. Jonelle fake nails. And for Sherry, clearly. <laughs> and Borden Singles. Are they seriously giving away cheese? (laughs) What are they doing? Raid or Rite Aid for all these gifts? Like, what the fuck is this? Fucking cheese singles. Who who wants that? (laughs) Like You know what's what's shitty about that, right? You have to take it, but like, what if this is, I'm guessing this is like in LA or something, right? I don't know where it's filmed. Probably Most, California. And it's yeah. hot there, right? Yeah. So you got to take the fucking cheese home in your car. It's all <laughs> disgusting by the time I get. Who the fuck wants that? I'm surprised it's not a pair of eyeglasses, you know? Yeah. Like, what do they just do? Browse a friggin' drugstore and pick out stuff? Anything that expires like quickly. <laughs> yeah, a fucking milk. Pint of half and half for yeah, the just, winter here. What are you doing? Putting your hot ass car. <laughs> Disgusting. Margarine. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, the happy theme plays us off, and that is that. And I'll tell you what, Quinn, this was absolutely 100% entertaining. Loved every single second. It was great. (laughs) Right? Fantastic little show from start to finish. Very pleasant, nice, and quick, and great. I enjoyed this greatly. Yep. And you know what, Quinn, I have a special uh, survey for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we asked 100 people what their favorite wrestling podcast is oh really we did yes who do you think it is conrad something but we thank you everyone for being with us here as we do our best to romp you through the world of retro wrestling and another season now quinn in the books yes so just a quick few reminders for people and then we're gonna get out of here and you'll get to hear the blooper reel like we usually do number one we will be back next week but it is not for 221 remember we're on a break We have a very, very special break episode that I bet everyone forgot about. But it's something that we promised we would do like two months ago. It is now time. You guys are going to like it, I promise. So that'll be next week. And then obviously in two weeks, we will be back to kick off May and kick off season 23 with episode 221. If you want to donate, you can do that uh, for extra content at Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast and if you just want to do like a one-time thing member it's ko-fi ko-fi.com slash podcast. also leave us a review if you don't mind we'd really appreciate that on Apple Podcasts if you use it and really get see Howard Violets and other than that that's it it's been a fun season there Quinn. it is Isn't it? that's been a great one we've had a lot of fun don't forget to vote in the Royal Rankings Royal Flush for next season you can do that on Facebook But until next season and until next week, I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. Thank you guys so much for being with us here. We'll see you next Monday. See ya. Tubes, gore, ka Um, Wait, what do I say? Hit the join button and you're in. Oh, right. That's it. And every season we change our opening segment. Oh, getting choked up over there? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Do that over again. That way, at the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive non gmail or, gain, or gained. Or gained. One sec. That violet baby. The good candy. No, it isn't. It's it I'm eating dish soap, folks. It fucking tastes great. And dish soap in capsule form. <laughs> <laughs> that way, at the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive certified organic or ordained. Suffering suck a <laughs> Suffering suck <suck-a-dash>, a son. <laughs> King here is wearing his classic bre- bread. Bread. <laughs> classic bread? Wearing the classic bread. Oh, I see what you meant to say. You've been listening for a few days, maybe. Not a few days. Who's been listening for a few days? Well, they could have. <laughs> And you're agreeing to one rule and one rule. One rule. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode Tuna. Tuna. Episode Tuna. This is the one where we only talk about tuna. I like tuna. It's the chicken of the sea. It is. It really is. We just have two deer. Two deers. We only have two deers. This is the greatest. You won't have to spend a lot of dough. <laughs> the greatest ever. Pope. Oh, folks. What? A couple weeks ago, we, we talked about this off camera. They don't know about this. What? Um, Remember how I was, like, complaining about how it sounded like shit, like, constantly? How could they forget, Quinn? <laughs> what happened? It's on. A dingus. Don't be what? A ding guy. Don't be what? A dunderhead.